Tower Bridge. The road is rising right in front of them to let a boat through. The bridge is going up. They can't believe it. Crazy enough to try and jump the gap? Ah! Mm. Hold on to your knickers, girls! Mm. Hey, baby! These are the Spice Girls! Of course they're gonna go! Up it goes! A five-ton London bus sailing through the air at 70 miles an hour! It's incredible! It's expensive! Ah! Ah! Not necessarily. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the bus. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ethan. And I'm Ethan. You're, Sorry. you're the third one. You have to do the yeah. and I. Yeah. That's how we As end. it came out my mouth, I realized we, I did it wrong. That's how we end list. Great chance to promo. We're recording the resties as soon as we're done this. Here we are. <laughs> there we are. Uh, here for episode number, well, I don't even know what it is now, 158, which is Spice World. I think it's 158. My printer's run out of ink at the most inopportune of times. So I've got the first six pages I have to go off of uh, with the computer screen. So there we go. Uh, but we're not alone this week. We're not. We're, we're joined not. by neighbor of the podcast, but not that neighbor of the podcast. Yeah. We're here joined with a friend of ours who does all sorts of the fun amateur dramatic stuff with us how are you all met uh oh she's not she's not like our origin story she's not the one who brought <laughs> no, us all no, together no, no. All you, said, at- you said you said how we all met how we all met yeah 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 you don't, no, not you don't three, even not jump in we haven't introduced you yet back away from the microphone come on <laughs> i feel like i need a mysterious way to introduce myself now there we are well, who, who is this mysterious voice who brought us all together <laughs> straight away she's already got fans much everywhere. like this movie much like the movie we're looking at it's taken a legit origin story and corrupted it <laughs> <laughs> but no let's introduce megan to everybody hello megan hey Meg. hello everybody there we are look uh, at that this is very see. exciting Yes, because you were first so, time on the podcast. It is. I had to explain to Megan so many times. She's like, "So what is a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually I don't... listen to that many podcasts. So yeah, well, if it, it, it's movement because before few that wow. I have listened to, so there we are. You know, I will there take you up there. There and we are. On. And, and now you're on the podcast. On the podcast. I think this is Georgia's idea. I think it's a great idea. Mm. Georgia. Oh, for, for the record, Georgia, Dwayne, wherever you're at, Georgia will be joining us. <laughs> <laughs> She's just auditioning for something right now. She's about ten minutes out, from what I hear. So we said we would start without her, and she goes, yep, I, I was, she, she insisted, in. because we are recording two tonight, so we, are, said, yeah, we, are. we need to get started. So, I keep going for my notes, which are pointless, because the, the first five pages didn't print, so I'm going to go back to my Word document. <laughs> there we are. Uh, just a quick promo stuff. What did we do last week? We did it Up in the Air up in with the Reverend air. Bruce, our yep. second of back-to-back. Uh, yeah, Megan, you're not responsible to fill that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll just shrug, and I'll let you get on with that. We so did, we did Up in the Air with Reverend Bruce, our second BFF of the BFE episode of this many mm. weeks, and it was fun to do that. But this week, we're doing the... I, I'll tell you what. I have... I thought I was going to receive blowback from people when we did Bowling for Columbine. <laughs> the, oh, I love that. What I, it's very good. It we did an episode on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listen to that one. There we are. But I tell you what, I, that, was, that was a long recording because they're so dense. Yeah, yeah, Not the case with this. This isn't nearly as dense. But no. people people had issues with us doing Spice World. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So um, 
But anyway, I, like, I, I've kind of messed up the order. We're gonna, I was promoing up in the air. Yeah. And I will say that we're releasing our Friends episode. Oh, it's only two weeks. But the next one we're doing is the one where Underdog gets away. The first Thanksgiving episode. So go ahead and give that a listen. But the resties, of course, the most important one. They're dropping on Friday. Yeah. So go ahead and check that out. We want to thank Liam. Yeah. We always want to thank people. We do. We do. But especially... This movie today taught me about friendship and the power of friendship. Yeah. I want to talk about our friends of the podcast. Girl power. I'm talking. There's some girl power in there. Liam knows all about the girl power. There's a lot of. We'll we'll, we'll let Liam introduce his costume in a minute. (laughs) But uh, we've got. We want to give a big thanks to Reverend Bruce. We do. Julene. Yeah. Hermes. All right. James DeGuzman. Come on. Lena Oberholzer. Girl power. Katie McRae. Katie Girl Girl power. power. Ensign Ian Davies. Chris Peterson. Randall Silva. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. Yeet. Nate the Great. Hey. Andy Dixon. All right. Holly Callen. Girl power. Cheesy. <laughs> With a fish on a bike. Richard and the Ooh. cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. Very good, Ryan hey! Kukets. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to remember, did I, you? I, I was 50 50. <laughs> uh, I do want to make sure we didn't give any girl power and we need to. To Julene. Hey, girl power. There we are. So there we are. So uh, before, I, mean, I don't usually do this, but we had a good week in the charts. So I do want to talk about it ever oh, so briefly. Cool. We were top 80 in the UK. That's good. Top 32 in Australia. Good night. Yeah. Top 32. We were 32nd. <laughs> <laughs> That's top, a really strange metric. It was about to say. <laughs> they say if you can hit the top thirty-two, you're doing yeah, really you're well. You're doing well. It's like those lists where it's like yeah. top seven things yeah. you won't know. Oh. Number eight will confuse you, but it's seven. Uh, we were number twenty-nine in the Netherlands, but nice. number five in Egypt. Wow! Whoa. Well, I'm going to Egypt in April. Are you? you can Maybe s- I'll hear you there. We'll give you some, <laughs> we'll give you some stickers and magnets you can put up all over by the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Um, and again, we charted in the UAE. So there we go. Oh, no. For whatever it's worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we charted many other places, but these are the ones that were notable this week. So wherever you're listening to us, whether we listed you, whether we don't, thanks a lot for uh, so listening to the yeah. BFE. Let's do a little reflections and, and corrections. corrections. Ooh, Often imitated, up. never duplicated. <laughs> <laughs> I can't duplicate. <laughs> oh, not you. It's, 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 it's other programs. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. You know, they just have that effect on you. Uh, starting with Up in the Air, which was... I. I I always enjoy having Reverend Bruce on. Reverend Bruce is a good soul. I enjoyed the episodes. And I enjoy conversations. And they went to some key conversations about loyalty. And uh, it was just another one of those ones. I like it when we we have big talks about big ideas. So Mm -hmm. there we are. Uh, Some some love from the Jacked Up Review Show who said, great film pick. I actually saw it after having worked a taxi dispatch at, I think it's Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas airport. Let alone knowing a family pal who works as a flight attendant. Very puzzling and accurate depiction. Uh, we have Poet Laurie to the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said, I decided to listen despite not knowing the, seeing the film and you didn't really give much away. I don't know what it says about our deep dives, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. I says, I'm glad because this was a very enjoyable episode. Another excellent choice from Reverend Bruce, it would seem. I always love his episode. So do I. He says, I'll definitely give it a watch one day. But he has a question. Were those in the episode playing a game of Miles Braun's word mispronunciation game. Quite a few times I noticed words pronounced in a strange way or two words smashed together to make a new word. Was this conscious? I don't remember this at all. I know I mispronounced Dolomite. Okay, that's probably as Dolomite. Me because I tend to I mean, it's supposed to be Dolomite. I said Dolomite, but do you know yeah, what you did? I don't know, but I do it a lot. It's called a malapropism, we learned. Oh, is it? Well, we talked about it on the episode a couple weeks ago, yeah. Oh, okay. Malapropism, when you're inventing a word that doesn't exist or using it in an incorrect context. I tend to use... Like, and you, you said, I do that. Yeah, yeah, so I, do, I, I do do that. You yep. know, like my, my, my one at the moment is I say dud 
a lot. Dud. Yeah, when I want to go... Like, like that was a dud, or are no, you just no, trying no, to say no. dude and forgetting I'm, the last 25%? I'm trying to say dude and bud. <laughs> oh, so you're combining them. And I'm combining them. And it comes off like a dud. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not you what you could I mean. have said... Booed. Booed. <laughs> Hopefully no one's going to boo us. I don't want to be booed. Please don't be booed. No, there we are. Um, so, uh, <laughs> David, not James, from Scriptical, apparently I called him James last week, sorry, said, I wish George was here, because she challenged me that I was mispronouncing the word wallaby incorrectly, and he said, there's nothing wrong with Ian's pronunciation of wallaby, and he's from Australia, so I'm going to call that hashtag Aussie approved. Oh, okay. I say wall- wallaby. There we go. Wallaby. I think it was pronounced correctly. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Said trivia night was harder than usual. I'm sorry. I tried to make it as easy as possible. It was our redemption round. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You can see which one of the, uh, which one of your BFE favorites, uh, not necessarily us. Well, two, well, one of them was us. One of them was Georgia. It was. But, you know, friend of the podcast, Georgia, friend of the, well, Remember the podcast, George, a friend of the podcast, Debbie. Yeah. Uh, Griff and the Paul and Griff show, Brandon from Namely 90s, all could have been the biggest loser. We'll see who it was. Yeah. Give it a listen. That'd it's, be interesting. It's, it's, it's a good time. No one wants to be One of these times, we're going to do a BFE one where it's going to be oh. like the three of you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I will lose. No, I don't win. want to. You'll win. You have enough knowledge of the 90s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan on the flip side. He'll just transport back. In I was going to say, I don't think I can quantum leap it up. <laughs> Ethan will lose his cred. He'll lose his oh, credit. Yeah. He won't do as well as he positions himself to do. He'll, he'll That's be the, the thing. I know the, I will. He'll be the best of the three of you. Without question, he'll be the best of it. Although <laughs> of you've got you've got a lot of time watching it. Mm-hmm. George is easily going to be the worst of the three. Do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. She can't remember. She's, she's got watched, face blindness. She's watched so many things since being on her. Though. She has. She's done really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, we've got uh, Hermes, who says, not sure it will count, but someone pronounce It's not pronounced Dolomite. It's Dolomite. Might be some Canadian slipping through on that one, Ian. Not just me. I've heard someone call it Dolomite. I don't know who it is. It's like a parody. Uh, I've heard yeah, it so many times. I never actually watched it. I think Georgia must, uh, either that or someone's breaking into my house. And, and Megan's <laughs> and like Megan's welcoming them. <laughs> come in, come in, stranger. <laughs> and, come oh, come in. Room. Know me better, man. Oh, yeah. or I was, I, I, I was going to go nightmare and go enter, stranger. Ah. I bet you Russell the Posty gets that. Um, nightmare. There's a little bit of love a, nightmare. Yeah. Well, you know the castle they use in that. Yeah, it's just around here, isn't it? Yeah, Castle Rising. The Castle Rising. Yeah. yeah. I swear we used to have the audio clip of that being said. Yeah, Enter Strange. Yeah. <laughs> I did put it on the uh, on the board one day. Um, and then uh, anybody who played along with the trivia, I know David from Scriptical was, and all Dwayne Smith was. Thanks, thank you very much and thank you very much to both of you for doing that uh, some general shout outs Latin Jukebox for the love Josh for your next favorite movie thanks for the love Sci-Fi Remnant for the love Kev the happiest man in podcasting yeah he always is sorry about your charges buddy but thanks for the love <laughs> Step Taylor our resident troll thanks for all the trolly things you do every day uh, Shy Burgerfreund says hey BFE I gotta grumble with Ian well join the club <laughs> <laughs> we got the resties Hashtag coming up there's a the lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of beef with me on the resties I just listened to your Crimson Tide episode which was great pt dub i really enjoyed the movie but no way is this gene hackman's best role ever ian you should totally watch unforgiven i really like i haven't seen unforgiven oh it's good but i stand by it i think from what i've seen gene hackman crimson tide amazing were you giving a thumbs up to that point megan is that what you're saying I like the film. You like the film. There yes. we go. Yeah, yeah. And Gene Hackman's a very good, complicated bad guy in that. Do you know what? Gene Hackman's done a body of work, and you think he goes back quite far, probably to the early 60s, um, and now he's retired. And he yeah, he's done. He's, uh, he doesn't do anymore. It's not too often actors say, no, I'm done, but he's yeah, done. Yeah, he, he yeah. genuinely is. Because I've recently watched him in The French Connection, where he plays Doyle, this copper. He just goes after people. Sure. He's really... 
bullnosed and hard-hitting. And a lot of the scenes used in that were actual real-life uh, driving through the streets. So, yeah, look, I was, that was quite a good... Um... <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, we're just trying to sort out Georgia. Yep. Um, so, of course, we did two um, Gene Hackman films this year. We yeah. did Crimson Tide, and we also did Bonnie and Clyde. We did. One of those films might show up more than the other on my Rusty's ballot. Uh, surely not. <laughs> I had a control. I had a um, actually Bonnie Clyde control paste. Bonnie Clyde's Bonnie okay, Clyde. but there's there, there's there there's a few Liam picks on my roster. You'll be surprised. I feel, I feel bad. Yeah, type of them. There we go. You'll be surprised for someone. Um, random word last week was loyalty card presented those by Reverend Bruce. I really wanted loyalty, but it didn't go that way. I'll, I'll leave what I was going to say would have been the winner. Uh, I won't mention it in case someone ever does do loyalty as a random word. Yeah. So loyalty card, uh, we had options of the gift of the week from Ian Davies, Scriptical, I believe that's David from Scriptical, not James, uh, Andy Dixon, Hermes, um, and Chris Peterson all gave options. Oh, as did, as did Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, third place to, uh, let's do, Ooh. I had this Andy Dixon in third place. Okay. Third place, kind of generic. It was, it was a really easy top two. Third's hard. Second place, Chris Peterson went to the office. I love the office, but, uh, first place, um, David from Scriptical created a gif of the BFE logo with the word loyalty card in it, dancing around. That's cool. Oh. I don't know how that doesn't win. Like someone said, I'm not even playing this week. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know how it doesn't yeah, win. So, exactly. da- so David from Scriptical, welcome to the One Win Club, buddy. Is You're tied with me, me in Georgia. Uh, it's not on the screen ah, right now, okay. but I did retweet it. I'll put it up in the group chat later on. Cool, cool. So there we go. So there is about that. Georgia, why don't you say hi to your mic and make sure we're all good here? Oh, hang on. I've muted you. Don't do that yet. Now we'll go ahead <laughs> and say hi to your mic now. Hi, I am muted now. Is yeah, that you're better? Now, you're right. I got the yellow microphone today. This is exciting. You did because it was the one that was set up, and I didn't know where I was going to put people. And then I went, no, no, I'll just set George up in the chair because she'll be a that. That's easier to sort of do. Yeah, yeah. So there we are. So a lot of chatter about the film this week uh, from Griff. Someone called Amy Griffin, who I'm assuming is some sort of hey Amy person. Hello, Amy, out there. Yeah. Russell the Posty, scriptical. Hey, that would be David Effin Cultured. Thanks a lot for joining the Thank game. You. Uh, Fred, who you know. He calls himself Mr. Mikey Wooders or gives a damn, but he said we can call him whatever we want. So Fred it is. Fred! <laughs> it stays. And thanks a lot for chatting about a little bit of Spice Roll. We're going to go ahead and sort of jump into that momentarily. But we're first going to remind you, five stars, Apple or Spotify, five after all, is a magic number. Five is the magic number. Can we talk about this for two minutes? I think we, we should. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. He's yeah, been nice made accountable, isn't he? Megs, you aware about the, of the Alec Baldwin saga? No. Okay, Ethan, here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw to you. Why don't you go ahead? Try and go without your emotion and the way you're leaning for it and just sort of give yeah. what the thing is, and then we'll talk about how we feel about it, okay? Yeah. Uh, so Alec Baldwin was filming a scene for a film he was producing called Rust, and uh, the rehearsal that they, they were doing, he had a prop gun, uh, and it fired and ended up shooting the was it the director or the uh director of photography so the cinematographer yeah, yeah uh and killed her uh and they've been going through basically is he responsible who's responsible for this because then it also came out the um a lot of this is also to do with union stuff uh because the armorer wasn't a usual union um qualified armorer and this was the her first time doing it so people are saying that there was, uh, she was unqualified to be handling it, and she admitted that there, that she didn't, like, handle anything correct. I think was the, the, the admission of guilt was her saying there was still something 
within it, like a metal pellet. Was that the? I can't remember. I don't know, it sounds a lot like the crow right now, though. It does. Yeah, yeah there was something so. lodged within it, which basically wasn't supposed to be in there, and and killed her. And I'm not sure Megan gets how yeah. podcasts work because she's doing funny <laughs> things, but they're all visual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time. Can you speak. I'm being polite. Uh, you we jump in anytime you jump want. in whenever you yeah, want. I was going to yeah. say it did remind me of the yeah. crow when yeah yeah. Uh, so Ethan, help me out. Is is Alec Baldwin being? Is he being charged with his role as an actor, the guy who literally pulled the trigger? Or is he being charged as his role as a producer, the man who would have had some responsibility for hiring this person? See, I think it's the I. They have the producer that that, yeah. that actually I've got. I've got yeah, that's if it is, I've got the, less of an issue with producer. it. Than, okay, I've got less of yeah. an issue. But I assume there, it's there are multiple producers on this thing, and yeah. none of them are being held accountable, which makes the, you think it's because he had the gun in his hand. Who, who's responsible for signing off? I have no idea. Yeah, no, I don't know. But but if it does yeah. fall on his desk, that's different. I, I thought he was getting charged because yeah. he's the guy who pulled the trigger, and I went, I, I can't make sense of this. So would that be manslaughter? From everything I've seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No yeah from everything I've seen, he's been, uh, both he and the armor have been charged with, um, I, what's, it was, um, manslaughter. Yeah, it was um, unintentional manslaughter or something, something like that. But uh, they've both been charged with manslaughter. The uh, assistant director has taken a plea deal of of negligence. So I'm from this, I'm believing that this is because he's the producer, not the actor, because he signed off on using non-union people and uh, not paying what union qualified armors and uh, stage management or whatever. So basically, doing on the cheap. He paid. Essentially, yeah, that's what this seems to be because it was during, I believe, a union strike. Okay. Um, so there, there's like all the questions of he went into this hiring people that weren't fully qualified. So the blame is on him for that. Yeah, involuntary manslaughter yeah. is what you're looking for. Yeah. And it does seem like he's being charged more so for his role as a producer, though what I'm seeing yeah. here um, would suggest kind of what George is saying. Why is he the only producer being? Yeah being whatever and yeah it doesn't mm. be any pardon the pun but smoking gun that leads it back to his door specifically so yeah but he was the one that Don't fired know. it right yeah but the actor's never under any responsibility for being told if you're told it's it's a safe gun you're, you're told it's a safe gun oh okay yeah yeah if, if you get told that your brakes are fine on your car and then you drive from, from a mechanic yeah, and yeah. you drive that car and the brakes fail and you crash into someone that's not your fault you were you were told the car was safe yeah but you still feel no, no. Uh, okay the thing that keeps you awake at night yeah, like yeah. why did you pull that trigger you yeah, probably could have mimicked yeah. everything without pulling the trigger yeah. he'll have to wrestle with that for the rest of his life but yeah. is it, should it be held legally responsible no yeah so mm, that, yeah, I, that's yeah. where i sit on it yeah, yeah, yeah you know i don't have a law degree but I pretend I have one on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Ian is always right. Hashtag, yeah, well, I don't know, but this one, this is this. It was really surprising for me when that came across. I was like, I, I, I get the prop person. I get that. I don't get Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and this is this the thing is Sorry, if it's George, as a producer, Georgia, we've somehow, we can't, we can't leave Georgia. See it. Go ahead, Drew. Hello. Have you messed with anything on the back of that? You can share my microphone, Georgia. <laughs> Talk again. I won't have any doing that. No. Oh, there we go. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Liam, can you turn my headphones back down, please? Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you. I don't know how much this will keep in, but I, I, do, I do appreciate that Liam Never tried s- to fix. That's fine. But his idea of how to fix the volume not working was just to turn yeah. George's headphones up. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried. I tried. I almost three years to do the podcast. This is what Liam knows about the soundboard. Um, at least I tried. Anyway, speaking of, hey, at least they tried. Let's talk about Spice World, shall we? Absolutely. Uh, Why are we doing this? It's the, even Megan's even like laughing silently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Megan, to the laugh. microphone, Megan. This is the first time I've done this. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I think of some witty things to say there you very go. soon. Um, so we're doing this because it's, for everybody out there who's giving me grief, we're doing this because the 30 year anniversary of the US release on Monday. Is it? So Ooh. if you're, for us it's tomorrow, for yeah, yeah, yeah. day of release it's yesterday. So yeah, yeah so yeah. it's the 30 year anniversary. And I think we need to acknowledge the Spice Girls were a thing. They yep. were huge. They were huge. It was a moment in time. It, it was a very much a snapshot in time because oh, they weren't. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were on for that long. At no, least not no, at their no. at their peak. Not at peak. This movie was made at the very like zenith of their fame. They had about. They had about four good. Good. Good, good, good they had about 18 months of where they were they were the thing yeah yeah because yeah. i remember just leaving school in 96 and that's that far back Jeez. um yeah they, i was just leaving school and wait did i say for 30 years or 25 years 25 apologies yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and, we're um, old we're not that old yeah yeah, yeah. i was just thinking Whew. i thought it's probably 25 anyway but yeah um, i was just leaving school and i remember them hitting huge and i was like oh my god so now when i hear spice girls music i go back to a good time i go back to leaving school going to a new job learning to drive all these things that was like exciting so spice girls for me no matter how bad they can be is a very uh, positive thing for me because they were Cause, people forget how big because wannabe drops what late 96 96 yeah yeah so, um, and this was what, 90s, this movie's 98? right at the end of 97 in the UK, yeah, yeah, right yeah. at the start of 98 in the yeah, US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what is the movie? World famous pop group, the Spice Girls, <laughs> zip around London in their luxurious double decker tour bus, having adventures and performing for their fans. Great double decker bus. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, directed by Bob Spears. You're going to hear a lot of episodes of. So, talking about Bob Spears, who really doesn't have any film experience, oh, but okay. did episodes of Dad's Army, yeah. Are You Being Served, Faulty Towers, Absolutely Fabulous, A Bit of Fry and Lori. So, he had a type then. Okay, that, yeah. that explains <laughs> British all. humor. And I will say, for some people who don't, who push back against this, some of you are going to be American. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there is a quintessentially British thing about this film, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't take itself yeah. too seriously. Nope, certainly not. No, it's like if Monty Python were like five twenty-year-old women doing a film about themselves. But it's not even about themselves; it's their caricatures, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I'm with Ethan. I'm wrestling with the Monty Python parallel. There's definitely parallels with all the 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 only parallel is is they're doing comedy sketches. That's the only parallel I can draw. Some of the humor is the same. There's a, there's a section we have in the rest good, scene which is worst take from a BFE member, and I found my contender for this year now. That's a very, it's <laughs> a really strange comparison. We'll, we'll remember this when everybody's like ones are like the last month of the year, like they Ethan, always are. Ethan, mate, you thought New Zealand and Australia were the same size? You, you have do. no, you have no saying. In as it. someone who's lived in one of those countries as well, <laughs> <laughs> you are from one of those places. Alan. 
<laughs> like Megan, you've seen New Zealand and Australia on a map, right? Yes, I have. Ethan legitimately <laughs> tried to argue they were the same size. <laughs> I'm not sure that no, one, no, it's just because yeah. it's like a long thing. You don't realize how big it is. <laughs> like you're wrong. Absolutely. Uh, written by Kim Fuller, uh, who did episodes of the Tracy Ullman Show, Red Dwarf, Viva S Club, and did write the cinematic feature from Justin DeCali. <laughs> really? Yeah. So uh, I've never seen that, and we won't be reviewing that one, regardless she, of what anniversary is gets. Is she to. any relation to Simon Fuller? Uh, I'll be vi- actually yes, yes. I have that in my notes coming up. Well oh, done. Oh, okay. That's only only because he managed them, didn't he? Cinematography by Clive Tickner, who did episodes of Inspector Morse and did the feature film Twelfth Night, starring uh, Helena Bottom Carter. I haven't seen it. Oh, I've never seen it. No, it's no, one no, that I've no. wanted to see. I've seen the Canadian version. The Canadian version is excellent. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I did reach out to Clive Tickner. <laughs> did you? Did. Anything? He's a gentleman. No, well, yeah. Here's a, yeah. Surprise. He's on the he's on the line waiting uh, for him. Okay. I did reach out. and I was kind of hoping, but I think he's like retired and he's like in, he's like well into his eighties. Oh, okay. So he might not have be checking his emails as frequently as I'm sending them. Oh, okay. So he might get back to us. He might, and if he does, I'll interview him in absolutely, <laughs> and we'll put it on the end of this. And then music for whatever incidental music there might have been by Paul Hardcastle, who was the writer and artist. Liam, I'm going to throw to you on this. It was a track that went to number one in this country in April of 1985. 19? Very good. 19. I've never heard. I went and listened to it. I'm like, I've never heard this song before in my life. No. It's about the Vietnam War. Yes. It was It was like much more serious than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think like in a Venn diagram song about Vietnam War, Spice World. No, it's very true. A little section called The First Time I Saw This. Liam, you said it was like this week. Yeah, never seen it before. That really surprises me, Liam. Yeah, yeah I was surprised I too. Know, Considering right? our trip mm. to see them. How many years ago was it? Oh, four or five. Four or five years ago. Let's go ahead and throw to that. Yeah, so you guys went and saw the Spice Girls on their most recent reunion tour? I think it was. Probably. Because I, I remember was. we were probably after rehearsal one night at our local social club that we have here, which, for, again, for North American listeners, it's not quite a pub. No. But it's not a bar. No. No. In between. In between. In between. A little bit low rental. They've done a heck of a job. Beautiful. It looks great now. Wow. But uh, we were there and you guys were kind of bemoaning, not like in like a what was me way, but you're going, oh, it's too bad because you were thinking you couldn't stay for any encores because the last train at yeah, yeah. Cambridge stops oh, and you can't get past Cambridge. I yeah. have a memory of sitting on the, at the train station on that bench. Do you remember? Yes. And that guy and, came. And that guy tried to um, get some money off of us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Liam was dressed. Um, Head to toe in his ginger spice <laughs> outfit. You didn't jack outfit. Full on makeup, wig. Yeah. And this guy still pestered us for some money at the train station. And Goody, you actually came to the rescue. Because I do believe came you to picked us up. You came yeah, to us. Yeah. I did. I, Early hours of the morning. <laughs> tell you what, no good deed goes unpunished. I, got, I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I got a ticket. Oh, <laughs> no. Why did you not tell us? It's like three in the morning, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find the station. I must have accidentally driven like a bus lane for like two seconds. <gasps> they got me on camera and charged like 65 pounds. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Spice girls have got a lot to I didn't want to tell anybody because I was like, I want to be like, oh, because I was doing someone a favor. And I remember. I remember you telling me like the next day and going, but don't tell them. <laughs> Why did you not tell us? I'll tell you this much. I, I remember I was in a relationship yeah. and I was saying that I was going to come pick you up. And they were like, I'm going to take advantage of you. And I'm like, I really don't think they are. No. And they're like, no, no, they are. And I'm like, I offered. They didn't even ask. They just said yes. And they're like, yeah, but it's the middle of the night. I said, I know, but I volunteered to do it. If, if it was me, I would want them to go. So you're going to make them come get you? I'm like, it's not really about like, 
getting an even up call. No. It's just about putting forward like good energy out into the world and maybe it comes back to me but if it doesn't i made someone else's life a little bit better so they can watch the whole show you did make our life a little sharing the love we did appreciate that's it. all that's, you know all, that's all, all it is that's quite cold that evening wasn't it but the love was shared <laughs> that's everyone, you said that comment was, was quite cold i was like yeah a little bit <laughs> it wasn't too cold well you were in a very very short skirt liam i, I remember was. i was picked you up you went in the back seat liam instantly and you you were asleep within moments. I was, yeah. You moments. And then it was one of those weird days you get when it's like, because it must have been right around June, like very late June, very early July, because the sun started coming up at like 2.45 in the morning. You can see a little bit of pink on the horizon. I got to drive back and just watch the sun come up. Do you know what, though? I have to say, of all the concerts I've been to in my whole life, right, that was one of the best atmospheres I've ever felt in a concert. Every, I say everyone was sharing the love, weren't they? Well, everyone everybody, around us. weren't they? You were in demand it's, with your it's, outfit. It's also just a <laughs> wave of nostalgia, though, isn't it? It, really it was. <laughs> everyone knew all the lyrics. You know, everyone was singing along. Even when we were queuing up to get out. Well, how end. many albums worth of songs are they singing? Three. Three. Probably yeah, most of yeah. it from the first two. Yeah. 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 We were all singing "Stop Right Now" when we had to. You know, we were in the queue waiting oh, to get that's out. Right. And we yeah, had to stop. Yeah. And they had to stop signs. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Person to stop right now. Thank you very much. Um, no, it was a really, it was a really fun night. It was, it was a good laugh. And, um, Did well, they run up the steps at the last moment? Um, <laughs> I didn't see any aliens either, so, no, uh, you no, know, no. in the audience. I was looking out for some aliens, but no, no, that didn't happen, unfortunately. We will post a picture later on of me and Megs at, at the concert. But it was Maybe quite, on the Patreon. On the Patreon, yeah. yeah. But that was quite... If Megs okay with it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, she's yeah, fine, yeah. okay. Um, because that was quite funny when we were uh, taking... The, we were trying to get a picture in front of the bus, weren't we? We were. Was the bus there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. up. Was yeah. it really? The TARDIS bust. Oh. And, and we, we finally got to take a picture. And then we went to move. And this girl grabbed me and said, do you mind a picture? Is that okay? I was like, yeah, okay. And then I went to move again. Another somebody, somebody grabbed me. And Megan had They the, all loved you, honestly. Megan had the thought of going, I'm going to take a picture of someone <laughs> someone else. Someone taking a picture of Liam. Oh, that's then, cool. And then I met my other fellow Spice Girls, didn't I? You did. Yeah, the guys. Whole, yeah, all the guys. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of guys. <laughs> Dressing up. They were loving it too. There we go. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, we, we just did so many great people, didn't we? Everyone was just, you know, loving it. It was, yeah, lovely atmosphere. It was great. Would never seen it if they ever come out again. Never <laughs> seen so much leopard print and British flags. <laughs> yeah. Without, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was without, great. without incident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially because five years ago, it's kind of that Brexity kind of, I don't think it's been fully used yet by the alt right. I was thinking about this every day again. Yeah. Because we're talking about. about my, my guitar a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Uh, George, did you ever see this film before? No, this was the first time I'd seen it. Uh, what, what about your own personal experience with the Spice Girls? I know the songs, but I was... I wasn't around nope. when they were at their height. I was a bit young. Yeah. So. so what? Okay, so I guess what I'm asking therefore is because we're all older than you. Yes. Is <laughs> what's the legacy of the Spice Girls? Do you think for your generation? So the main like five tracks. To, okay. Like wanna be stop. If it comes on, is it still is it still oh, like, it's still like a, banger. a banger? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> but like it's not sometimes the music comes like ten years before you, you try and distance yourself. Like, oh, oh no, no, we're still very much into okay. Spice Girls, yeah. Was you, you was over in Canada at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna throw to Ethan quickly about the same age question, but then uh, we can I'm come just, to me. I just yeah. wanna know uh, did they transfer well over, you know, across seas? Yes, but I'll Ethan oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I feel like it's just the same link. Ethan, same same sort of thing from the from the male perspective I, of a similar yeah, ne- generation. Never seen it until today. I it was it was it was just I knew um Wannabe. And like I, I if I every song I heard in this one, oh I've heard this before, but it wasn't really like my it wasn't my kind of thing because I wasn't like a girl group's kinda kinda person. 
like I'd hear a Spice Girls song and go, oh yeah, for me the legacy of the Spice Girls has been um, Mel B and Victoria Beckham as Victoria Beckham. That's like the two the two things for me. Not not Emma Button hosting a weekend pr- uh, program on Heart. No, no. I was watching some some show. On, uh, it was Mo Gilligan's singing game show or whatever and i think it was sporty spice was on and i was like who's this okay yeah um she's I yoked i think she had one of the better careers afterwards who melcy melcy yeah. oh, I, I agree with melcy melcy early on big time yeah she was doing she was that song with brian, brian adams yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby when you're gone when you're gone the she funny thing is on the radio on the radio the yeah. audio version your baby anybody who's got youtube wait who's got youtube you got youtube come on it's the internet <laughs> <laughs> but but so if you listen to the song on the radio just the album track you get the baby when you're gone you get mostly going when you're gone i'm in i'm in love and it's it's such a great call and answer you go on to the music video where she's visibly on the screen yeah and it's like they've messed with the sound mixing she's like one fifth of the volume Oh, okay. So you get like, baby, when you're gone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's barely there, but yet you see her singing it like, 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 like she's like screaming it out and like nothing comes out. Do you know how that song came about though? Because someone was gone. Did they actually meet in an elevator? In an elevator, yeah. I knew that. Well, well, but the two yeah. of them. Yeah. How do I know that? They were uh, just something in the back of our minds, I guess. This yeah, I guess is hunger. They met in, they met in an elevator. This is pain. Or a lift over here. <laughs> And, uh, Careful, we'll get copyright struck. <laughs> <laughs> and they had they want my they, vocal performance. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very kind, calling it a performance as well. <laughs> and they would just, you know, you know, as you do when you're in a confined space with two different people, you, yeah. you, you just kind of make conversation even when you don't want to. That's and, the least British thing ever, but okay. <laughs> but but they stroke up a conversation and said, you know, maybe we should do a song together. And Brian Adams went, yeah, let's do that. Mel C never thought he'd get back to her. <laughs> no, he's clever. He's, he's clever. So Brian Adams is like a timeless hit machine. Oh, it's been a guy. while since he had number one. Another but like, Canadian. Another Canadian, yeah. yeah. So it's been a while since uh, since he's had like like a number one, but he was uh, he had a pretty good run where oh, he was like yeah, yeah. radio friendly. Yeah. yeah. Mid eighties. Like like whatever Shania Twain had for like six years, he's like, Hold my beer. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he's been doing it since like eighty seven. And do you know what? I'd still go see him today. I'd, I'd go see Brian could, Adams tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. He would pack out too. an audience. He is one that I... He's on my list. Yeah. The list is, list is getting shifted. I won't ever get to see Elton. More on him later. But um, there are some who I'm still like, you know, I probably wouldn't mind seeing Maka, but that would just be just... A, like. It's, it's just one of those that, yeah. That's one where you're just like, I'm in the room with him. Tick. Yeah. Brian Adams, I bet you he can still go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Paul can. I think Brian can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I just saw Elton twice. And, um, he, oh, he's, jealous. Do you know what? Oh, the best one was at Holcomb, you know, very local to us. And that was such a, a laid back atmosphere. The sun was coming down. It was an open the venue. Grass, yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you were going to ask me a question about the Spice Girls in Canada and all that stuff, right? Yes, that's yeah. what I was asking. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it transferred very well. The secret in the Spice Girls is they're the most successfully packaged girl group ever. Okay. I think without question, because it wasn't, and we'll talk more about it when we get to the, when, when the film sort of shows us the different personalities and we'll sort of touch more on that. I think that's why it is though, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Um, and in the sense of there isn't one leader. So it's not like Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Yes. Where it's clearly, it's not Diana Ross and the, the Supremes. Supremes yeah. It's not Beyonce and the Destiny's Child, which is what it was, folks. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's not even the boy band equivalent. It's not Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. all five of them had like an equal 
sort of like fan base. Yeah, and a role to play. They might not have been, maybe not equal, might be the right word, but at least there were five different fan bases. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. As opposed to it clearly was about one person. Mm-hmm. You all had your favorite one, didn't you? Yeah, I think people did. Yeah, yeah. I was baby and so, yeah. And so <laughs> I, I think, and it was a time when, you know, we especially in North America, we just come out of grunge. And uh, we didn't really do the Britpop thing. So we were ready for some fun energy. And then we had this this British invasion. Yeah, we had Oasis. They came over as far like an overall British thing. It didn't turn the, the charts upside down, but they were there. But then the Spice Girls came. And that was like this really fun, um, this fun version of Britannia that made its way across the pond. Do you, not, not authentic at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think riding off the back of uh, Britpop, yeah. being so British flag orientated sure. do you think that's why the spice girls were so like another british invasion yeah, 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 yeah it was it was on the back of that oh because yeah, there's, there's a cultural legacy that goes back to the beatles and we'll talk about that with this movie as well yeah the idea that you know our entertainment in canada we kind of almost almost always had to import our entertainment mm-hmm. whether it's from an american base or if it's from a british base mm-hmm. um the Canadian music scene would, would sort of burst to life a bit in the 2000s. But, you know, I thought of Brian Adams and Anne Murray. That's pretty much all we had. Like, it was pretty rough days. So the the Britishness, yeah, it was a nice, if you import most of your stuff from the States, and the Britishness gives you a nice little sort of like taste of the opposite. But I'm sure in the States it was the idea that, yeah, it's that they're just enough like us, but just enough different from us yeah, yeah, yeah. that it provides novelty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there we go. Absolutely. Um, Meg, do you remember seeing this when it came out? I did. I saw it at the cinema and I had it on VHS because I remember at the time you could buy it and they came in special tins. So each um, Spice Girl had their own special little tin that the VHS came inside. So, of course, I had Baby because I was the prime age for Spice Girls. I was at the end of primary school, 9, 10, and I remember getting together with my girly friends at the playground and we were singing all the songs, doing all the dances and we were just embracing all the girl power and, you know, all of that at the time. So I used to love them. And I miss I miss pop groups, all the cheesy ones like S Club and Steps and Spice Girls. So it's a shame Spice Girls was have... the only one that really crossed over. Yeah. Though S Club oh, did it? have their show. You didn't get Steps or S Club? No, Steps didn't get girls allowed. S Club. S- you get girls allowed? No, girls no. Allowed? S Club's show, <laughs> show did make it over. Because I, I once joked that my apartment was S Club 8 because there was eight of us. <laughs> but... Um, but as far as like we really no, it was just a reality show based or like it was, it was just programming. It wasn't. It was never on the radio. But the Spice Girls absolutely did. And I remember uh, I was playing road hockey and uh, this uh, as a teenage, um, probably seventeen, eighteen year old. And um, this girl was playing across the street outside in front of her house. Must have been like four. But she's just wandering around in her snowsuit going, if you want to be my lover, my lover, my lover, my lover. <laughs> it was like there's a record that got stuck. But even as young as four, there's something about the packaging of the Spice Girls that was like you could get it if you were in your 20s and you could get it if you were four. Yeah. And there was something about it that was just... I don't know, accessible and optimistic. The Spice Girls were optimistic. And, and we just gone through grunge. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And now we're switching over. And Bill Clinton's the president, and he's a lot less fuddy-duddy than George Herschel Walker Bush was. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Gulf War's over. It's generally a feeling of positivity. We've had, let's leave the depressing stuff behind and just have fun for a bit. And the Spice Girls were perfect for it. I saw this for the first time in the cinemas and went with a group of my like friends. We were 17, 18. And we went as a group to see Spice World. And I even had the post that promoted this i had it in my room nice wow and so i had a favorite spice girl at 17 18 now probably favorite? probably for 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 less uh altru- altruistic reasons than yourself uh i'll show who mine is when we get to it in the movie oh okay. yeah 
I'm curious what other posters you had up in your in your room then. If you had a spice, this this poster. is the exception. The rest of it was was typically like it stuff does, that would fit. It does oh, surprise okay. me. I had Monty Python. I had Austin Powers. Okay, so I, had, that yeah. I can imagine, but yeah, I think I like Spice World. I think like most guys my age, before you realized what this was, I still enjoyed the Spice Girls. Ironically, yeah, while still also enjoying them a little bit authentically. So yeah, it was the idea where because how could you? It was everywhere. How could you not? And you've also now, got to remember probably less so, but it was everywhere here. I mean, this probably was, oh, everywhere. Sure it was everywhere. everywhere. But yeah. you've also got to remember back then there was a lot, a lot of boy bands. There was hardly any girl bands. So for them to break back, through, oh really? Because back home it was girl bands first, then boy bands. Oh, was it? No, not over here. Because we got Spice Girls, Destiny's not Destiny's Child, uh, uh, All Saints. Oh, oh yeah, but again, they were a bit, they were a little. Bit. And then we got in sync in the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, they were they, they were okay. they were the late nineties, so we didn't get like the boy bands. Uh, New Kids on the Block, but that was like ninety one. So there'd yeah, been yeah. a Darth, good word. There'd been a Darth <laughs> of like pop groups, pop individuals, sure. R and B groups like Boys to Men. Yeah, yeah we yeah, had some yeah, of that yeah, stuff, yeah, but yeah. we didn't have like your typical like cheesy. Here's my mass produced group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they were they were they were unique in that way. I felt around that time. So, yeah. All right. So let's jump in. Uh, context Corner. The popularity of the Spice Girls, or as the popularity of the Spice Girls grew, Disney approached the band about making a film. The band turned down their offer as they did not like the Disney-fied script, which was about a young single mother of one of the girls fighting hardship to form the band, which they kind of referenced in one of, the, in one of the pitches. Yeah. Kim Fuller, brother of the band's manager, Simon Fuller, decided to write the screenplay himself for a Spice Girls movie. Ah. Uh, according to Fuller, that had to be revised many times to accommodate the growing number of celebrities who wanted to take part in the film because you're getting that Spice Girls rub now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, director Bob Spears <laughs> had been working in America. <laughs> what did you just say? On the Disney film, <laughs> That Darn Cat at the Peak of the Spice Girls Popularity. I oh, believe wow. the term I used was That Spice Girls Rub. Meaning, like, a pos- I'm using it in the show business way, like that 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 positive experience of when you appear on it, you hope that you get like a little bump as a result. Oh, okay. But you can interpret that in a very sordid way. The Spice okay. Girls, right? I missed that. I knew yeah. I was about to write something down, and I was like, "What did I miss?" Uh, he was <laughs> unaware. Uh, this director was unaware of the group when first offered the job. Can you imagine being unaware of who the Spice Girls were? <laughs> Crazy. And still taking the film. Until his friend Jennifer Saunders, more on her later, yeah, advised that he take oh. it. He arrived at a meeting with them in a New York hotel, unaware of what they even looked like. Filming began in June and wrapped in August of 97. It was set to the songs of the Spice Girls' second studio album, but no songs had been written when filming began. Therefore, the band had to do all the songwriting and recording at the same time they were filming Spice World. Uh, because of uh, some financial difficulties, they couldn't give it the same release date in the U.S. and the U.K. As a result of this uh, sort of mix-up, um, the American version would be delayed from December 26th to January 23rd of the following year, 1998, which brings us our 25-year 25 25, yeah. <laughs> anniversary, and now we are ready to talk about the deep dive. We had a warning from the MPAA of brief vulgarity. <laughs> Megan, what part do you think was the... Because you, you, you and I watched this together today, so which part do you think was the brief vulgarity? It was the aliens groping. Is it the aliens Yeah, It's got to be. Consent. Consent is important. You need to consent to the alien groups. <laughs> Wait, you should... You're trying to say that they should have openly consented or the aliens should have waited for consent before the rope? Maybe the aliens should have waited. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get the song. Hey, this is kind of fitting too much. Too much. Too much alien groping. groping. Very James Bond opening. 
Yeah. It was like this like hologram sort of like, it was like a lava lamp over a silhouette. And then we revealed each of the girls. There's very much a Bond-esque thing throughout this. Yeah, there was film. a bit of a Bond. They yeah. were going, what, what, someone said, what do Americans know about British people? Let's steer into all of those tropes. All of them. So, uh, very strong. I tell you what, the first shot was of, was of Mal B. And I looked at Megan and went, they look so young. Mm-hmm. They do. They, they even look so young. Especially they reference twice. thirty being old as well at one they point. Did, they? Yeah, that's, Which, when you get past that, it doesn't I'm turning now. thirty next that's, year. I'm totally out. freaking oh, out about okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got another five years yet, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> I've got 21. seven years. Oh well. Oh, yeah. there we are. <laughs> Just mute her a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when her mic was off? That was a good times. So great it? times. Great times. See, so right, I'm sitting here eating my burger. I don't mind. See, Ethan does the opposite. I remember being young. He tries to age himself up by quantum leaping into the past, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? He does. Um, we get the uh, we we get a reference, and they're on top of the pops. And uh, Megan went top of the pops. Oh, tell me why. Pops. Tell me why top of the pops. I, top of explain the pops. to people who aren't from from Britain what top of the pops was, and then explain why you miss it. But it would just be a show where you had all the, the recent hits from the charts that would come and perform. But I remember, again, listening for Spice Girls to be number one. And when you're you know really into them, you're like, are they going to be number one? Are they going to be number it's one? It's like your football and team. You, it's this You the listen thing. to the radio <laughs> and you're waiting like, yes, they're number one. And it spice up your life again. And it was really exciting to see these these acts that you're really into. You'd go and buy the singles. Oh, and oh. Georgia and Ethan, people used to actually buy music. I remember watching <laughs> Top of the Pops. I bought vinyl the other day. It wasn't based on streaming or YouTube clicks. It was based on actual like revenue generated. And also, I like physical CDs. And also, Top of the Pops was midweek, so that was like Thursday oh, was really? nights. Thursday nights entertainment. So I, if they got number one on a Thursday, yeah. the chart on the Sunday would mostly mirror what was Thursday. Okay. So yeah, I remember. I do remember watching Kylie Minogue doing locomotion on Top of the Pops, and me going. I think she's lip syncing. Her mouth and my, and my sister and my mom being like, "No, yeah. you don't get it." I'm like, no, "Now know yeah, what I know now. No. Totally lip syncing. Everybody lip syncing. Everybody lip synced on top of the pops." <laughs> There's a few odd bands that didn't, but then they made um, protests against stuff. So you know, so I was going to say, didn't you, wasn't that like a big Oasis thing? You two played live, and Oasis purposely swapped all their instruments around. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. Noel was playing drums, so they kind of steered into the idea of, "Yeah, we're lip syncing, so we're going to have some fun with it." And Nirvana. Sung it really slow and very. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Okay. Here we are now. Yeah. And just it like that. That was quite funny. Because you two did play live. I, I saw one of them, or at least one one of them. Put on your boots. It was probably one of the last times Top of the Pops was still on. I think. When did it come off the air? Oh, I'll look. Because how did this thank you for the burger infused Mid 2000s, I want to say. Mid 2000s? Yeah, like 2007, 2008. It was a while ago, wasn't it? It's quite a while I know ago. It was a big thing during Christmas. Or like, yeah. At least it's when I was one. really the young. Of trolls. Who, who's the Christmas number one? Used to be a huge deal. It, I mean, was, it still is, yeah. but, it, but it really was back It was then. also controversial, well, now, but not at the time, that um, Jimmy Savile was the guy that turned all the lights off at the end. Oh yeah! Oh, well, he he closed He's down. Closed down. Top of the pops. Uh, Fox, you want to? I'm not going to here, but you no. and I, that broke the week I moved to England. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was quite the week. <laughs> I can imagine. Wow! July I can't wait to be in England. Mid two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, so that U2 thing I'm thinking it must be like one of the last because how did this man on top of bombs right around oh, that time? That's a great album. It's a good album. Yeah. Proper, it's the last time I think U2 were proper rock and roll yeah, stars, if I'm yeah, being yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, same. Don't tell a U2 fan that. They'll be like, you're not a real fan. I'm like, <laughs> what? Because I like catchy hooks? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead. Uh, it just fades to black. Like, uh, there's a lot of things if you're going for like, if you, this movie knows what it is. 
It also knows what it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not going to give you the tight writing of uh, three billboards. <laughs> Nor is it going to give you the acting performance of like Fargo. Okay, no. now you take that back. <laughs> But what it does give you is this plays into a legacy of the Beatles and A Hard Day's Night. Yes. Uh, It it plays into a legacy of This Is Spinal Tap, which we've covered on this pod. Mm -hmm. So the idea of making fun of musical tropes, I do wonder, respectfully, if people would rag on this. I said this to Megan when we were sort of watching the film. As much if it wasn't about five girls. No, they absolutely wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my perspective. I kind of went there and went, "What's wrong with girls having some fun?" Because they don't have the respect that a group of like the, the Beatles did, despite them being not massively. I think if we said we're covering a hard day's night, I don't think people would have ragged on it as much. No. Nah. Just uh, well, I don't know. Hard Men. day's night is actually a better movie. Than... I've seen hard day's night. I don't think it's that good, dude. No, and it's not that great. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's better than the. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in, in, I, I in equally it's as long. Better structure. Like, I haven't seen this. Th- until today, I hadn't seen this this century. No, I hadn't. And do you yeah. know what, though, right? Uh, no matter what people... Because maybe I see the world in a different way. You I, don't I, say. I wouldn't rag on the girls <laughs> as much as the boys and vice versa. It's just whatever I no, feel is... This is the thing I say I like about our pod, is the fact that we have this this range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That a lot of pods kind of link themselves in the Tarantino to Christopher Nolan <laughs> space yeah, and yeah, go, here's yeah. what we're reviewing. Gritty stuff. And I like heat. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, the Prestige. Obviously, I like Pulp Fiction. I like these violent films, but I also have time for a little bit of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? The variety is said spice of life. Ha! Spice up your life. But the funny thing is, though, right? Even though I don't think this has got the same structure as um, the Beatles one, Hard yeah. Day's Night, I'd still watch this over a hard Hard Day's Night. Would even you? Though I've never seen this until okay. till this week. Um, we meet Piers, played by Alan Cumming. Oh, sorry, George, do you want to say something? It's all right. It's, the moment's passed. It's okay. fine. Um, we meet Piers, played by Alan Cumming. Uh, I like Alan Cumming. Yeah. Um, like most people, I'm going to say this. everywhere at one point. Like most people, I'm going to say in this movie, I'm going to say that. Alan Cumming is especially wasted in this film. Yeah. There's not enough for I him to do. Which one is he? Plot. He's the guy with He's the documentary. Documentary guy, yeah. Oh, what, the guy who keeps, like, falling in the water and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So you might remember him from Goldeneye. When we did Goldeneye, he was oh, the guy yeah, who went, I am invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like, it's an ongoing joke. He always misses the Spice Girls. He's never in the right spot at the right time. Everything he wants to do. And then I was, when I, this movie came out, I was the biggest Elton John fan. And sure enough, the Spice Girls <laughs> walk by him and they go right and they meet Elton John. Who, you want to talk about people looking younger? Oh my word, does Elton John look younger than <laughs> this? I know, but I mean. <sighs> and he's, he's probably like 45, 50 here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, and also yeah. though, right? This sure. this shows you the power of the Spice Girls at the time. Anybody and everyone, including musicians, actors, all wanted to be in this film. Anyone and everyone who was British. Not everybody. Oh, okay. It was, okay, it was yeah. one notable exception. I'll give you that. Yeah, he yeah. was no fifty bit- years old in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, was he? Okay, so I guess yeah. he's on the on the age game today. He's going to harvest that. was fifty. He's going to harvest that and used it for the age game. Absolutely. I could, I could have, but it's a pretty long list already. It probably is. Uh, speaking yeah. of a long list, let's keep going because we need to meet Clifford, played by Richard E. Grant. I love this man so much. I did not know at the time this was Richard, Richard E. Grant. Obviously. Did you know? At the time? Oh, okay. Nah, he wasn't really a thing back home. I don't remember right? anything. Huh? Cluedo man. No, Richard E. Grant is the is, no. is, is the manager. Oh, the manager guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he appeared... <laughs> my first piece of research. Richard E. Grant appeared in this movie for the money. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's I love part of the money. And because his uh, preteen, film, and because sorry. his preteen daughter was a fan of the Spice Girls, he had these like angry sideburns yeah. the whole movie, and this ugly green on green on green <laughs> suit. Well, that's what I mean. He's like Mr. Green and Professor oh, Plum. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 don't don't see, yeah. I don't know if that, Pluto Man. Yes, I'm with exactly. you. Yeah. I don't know if that represented like his like greed. Well, that's what I called him. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he goes from green to purple. So. Okay, there we are. I. Because then the purple w- one is like Mr. Plum. Yeah, yeah Professor Plum. The, yeah. Though he played a fictional manager, he did present the Spice Girls on stage when they had their long-awaited reunion in 2007. There we are. So that's a nice I bit of synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, this, he says there's no fans around the side, and they open the door, and it's like Beatlemania. And <laughs> like, this helps because we've seen the Beatles, and we go, okay, everything will always get referenced back to that. And so they're continuing that long tradition of British acts mm-hmm. who just cause fans to go wild. And Megan and I got into a conversation about this doesn't happen anymore. No, I think it's a bit it of a shame. It did with One Direction. Oh, did it with One Direction? Oh, absolutely. I was a bit too old for One Direction. So Ooh, I would say the I... last time this happened was One Direction. Oh, okay. Ethan? Are we talking specifically British or just in general? No, just in general, but you go mm. ahead and give me your reason. I'll tell you why you're wrong. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, from what I see, again, I'm going to say K-pop fans, and that's the end of my sentence, because those people are psychotic. For the record, I don't know if you saw me roll my eyes. I did happen to catch Liam do the exact same thing. He <laughs> <laughs> actually, for a second, though, go, no, he's he's not wrong. That that sort of fandom yeah. is still around. No, it's not fandoms around, but I don't think it's comprehensive. No. I don't. I don't, don't think I don't think K-pop is dominating the front page of the press. I don't. No, no. It's a very niche thing. There was a niche group who were buying hundreds and thousands and millions of whatever. Well, streaming hundreds and thousands of millions of whatever. I don't think our artists these days have that um, accessibility. There's not a mainstream anymore because what happened, and I was teaching about this this week, is that the importance of MTV and what MTV was. Oh, massive. And if you said we're dropping the new Spice Girls single, for example, or video, it's night at 8 p.m. You know what you all have to do at 8 p.m.? You watch it. You watch MTV, because there's do. no plus one. Nope. There's no YouTube. Nope. There's no way to go ahead and watch it after the fact. It's, it, 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 it is you what it is. It. Yeah. Now in a world where you can go ahead and watch Spice Girls all the time, that's great in the sense if you want to be that person. You want to see Taylor Swift nonstop, you can do that. But the flip side is, if I also want to see Finnish death metal, <laughs> I can see that too. And what it means is that... Now I want some Finnish death metal in my life. What it means, Finnish death metal is amazing. Like, I know you're joking, vessel. but I've heard it and it's incredible. <laughs> of course you have. What it means. <laughs> Megan has as well. She just said she likes it. What it my girlfriend's finished. Can of course I get I've back heard to it. my point, please? <laughs> no. What, but the, the fact that you have heard this has proven my point. What it means is we've lost the mainstream. We have. We've lost the ability for everybody to go. Now, you can argue that, that, that you can say that's a good thing. And I, I, I will. I get that argument. But in the moment you open the door and you see everybody going nuts about this cultural phenomenon, they happen much less than they seem to back in the day where everybody was into something for 18 months because the mainstream kind of told you you had to because there was three radio stations you got. Yeah, they're all playing yeah, the same exactly. thing. Yeah. The music industry was telling you it's this thing because we're watching Top of the Pops. We're all fans of the same 40 songs. We are, yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, back then, um, when the Spice Girls was about, you had a proper chart. You had that one definitive chart. Nowadays, you don't. You have a streaming chart. You have a R&B chart. You and have I'm going to go back into chart. this. If you want to be a fan of someone, you, know? you had to actually pay money for it. Yes. And that's a lot easier. Sorry, that's not a lot easier. That's a lot more of a commitment than just putting it on a Spotify playlist. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It is. It is. So there I we have go. no idea what is what is in the charts I have at the moment. No I have no idea what's in the no charts these days. I, looked, I, I went down Rolling Stones, like top 100 songs of the year. Not songs. I think I recognize the artists on about five of them. Yeah, it's just nuts. I just, and music is generational. I get that. But I think I knew more about 
music 30 years behind me. Yes. Then I know about music 30 years ahead of me. I don't think they they know our music. Because you still play Oasis and it goes over huge. Because honestly, you play any Mm. music from late late 50s right up until 2000. I can, if I've never heard the song, I can virtually place it in years where that is. Anything 2000 onwards, I'm... That's the metaphor I want to use. I think my parents knew more about my music than I do about this generation's music. They might have hated my music, but they knew what it was. Yes. I don't know what it is. Because there's no mainstream. No, there isn't. No. So if I want to be locked into this one thing, I can do that because we've splintered entertainment and especially music to that degree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, rant over. George is eating a Big Mac and nodding, so I'm going to think we're good to go. So I'm very jealous. Yep. I wish I'd got some McDonald's. Um, I couldn't afford everyone's McDonald's. No, you're sorry. fine. Meet the meet the bus, and this is the, what, what, what I refer to as the TARDIS bus. It's such TARDIS. Have you seen the inside of it? It's it's, it's much bigger than the outside. Uh, I will say this: this bus is visible <gasps> if we want to go to the Alouette. Oh, it's it's on permanent display at the Island Harbor Marina on the Isle of Wight oh, since July okay. 14, twenty fourteen. Because remember what was the what was that vehicle we were going to go to? It was supposed to be like out like Barry St Edmunds Way. Oh. It was one of Lois stuff as well, wasn't it? It was. It was maybe yeah. What was it? It was not a bus of some. It was sort. a bus of some sort. Yes. Oh, it was the bus from the Sir of Love. Oh, of course. We were yes. going to we we go on a field trip and check that out, yeah, and we then were. we found out that it had been moved back to the museum somewhere yeah. and it's in storage. But I'd be. <laughs> I don't know how far Isle of Wight is. Because Isle of Wight's lovely. I went there as a kid with my mum. I've never been. I'd love to. Why is the bus in the Isle of Wight? That's just Did somebody like buy it? They probably it's bought sneaky. it as, as a way to draw. It's just another way you can draw tourism, isn't it? I'm mm-hmm. a bit gutted, though, because they did, when me and Megan went to Spice Girls and they had the bus on show, yep. you couldn't walk on it. You couldn't go inside. You couldn't go inside. No, exactly. I want to know what it looked like inside. It's, it's just a regular you know, bus, isn't it? Well, I assume so, yes. But what going on. Wouldn't it be great if you go in there and it's like, wow, it's all <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the song, go on and do it. We'll have to name our favorite song from the movie at the end of the uh, end of the thing. I don't think they played my favorite one. Um, they've actually got their own extreme makeover themed uh, rooms. So for people, none of you guys get this, but for people in North America, there's a program called Extreme Makeover. And what happened, Home Edition. And what happens is... Uh, is that the move that bus? Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, move that bus. Um, so what happens <laughs> is they, they find a family. Usually it's a family who's in gone. It used to be much more relatable, but then it was these families of extreme, um, who've extremely undergone extreme hardships or their children have extreme, uh, disabilities, disabilities or needs or things needs, like yeah, that. Yeah. And so what they'll do though is they'll go in and, and, and they, they sit them on holiday for a week. And when they come back a week later, they've got a brand new house. Oh yeah, they oh, built from the ground up. SOS over and here. they've oh, but it's like it's like to, it's like to the extreme. Oh, okay. And so they'll go into a room and they'll be like, "Oh, he's got a he's got a copy of Toy Story. He must be really into Buzz Lightyear. Let's make a Buzz Lightyear room." <laughs> oh and like, no! And you, th- you see the kids going like, <laughs> yeah, "I do like Buzz Lightyear, but I've got other things." No, you like Buzz Lightyear. It's a Buzz Lightyear room, or we'll give him a <laughs> hockey room. And so the hockey room is like they'll make him like a couch. And the couch would be like out of hockey sticks. So it's like really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like, you better really like that thing that they think you like. And that's what the Spice Girls bus situation's like. It's yeah. like, oh, this is what we're doing. So they're all. <laughs> so the question back to why are they marketed this way? Because we have a joke of Posh is going, 
I don't know what to wear. And baby's like, yeah, should you wear a little Gucci dress? Or a, Gucci a little dress. Gucci dress. <laughs> or a little Gucci, Gucci dress. dress. And she goes, good point. And the baby goes, I think you should wear a little Gucci dress. That's a great idea. Now, why they marketed this way? There's a theory called personal identity theory. Yeah. Where you get... So it's also personal relationships because it works on two levels because George and I are going over friends and people have their favorite friend and usually it's based on which friend you see more of yourself in is probably who you like the best more often than not. Okay, right. Same, <laughs> same idea, Chandler, right? So, or, or George says Chandler. Chandler. So the same idea <laughs> takes place here though in the sense that who's your favorite Spice Girl? Now for the girls, probably someone who you want to emulate or the younger ones, probably baby because they see themselves in that. I was always the blonde one. The, the blonde? The okay. Girls, yeah. yeah. I'd be the Phoebe. Now, who was your favorite Spice Girl? Well, I was mixed between two. Okay. Because I really loved Baby Spice and Jerry. Everybody loves Jerry, don't they? But only because... I really disliked Jerry. What I liked about Jerry oh, yeah, is... Yeah. What I liked about Ginger Spice was the fact that she coloured her hair. I colour my hair a lot, don't I? And uh, the fact that she wore that Union Jack dress. You know, and so it seemed very British personified i'm really stunned she didn't end up being more of a deal because if there was one who was going to break through you would have thought it would have been her she did break through she was because she left the band obviously yeah first. They had her first album oh. yeah did you ever hear her, her first single it's terrible look at me yeah it's a plane to see did you ever see the video though it was basically putting uh ginger spice to bed wasn't it yeah. it was it was the death of ginger spice and her now as she is yeah, okay. supposed to become that's what it was supposed to be yeah. but um but very quickly her her career as a solo artist diminished quick quicker than mel c's when they split up yeah. as, as a band but yeah she was the first to go solo and she didn't she's be- not nearly as interesting when she's just by herself no no she's no, more interested no. as ginger spice well, than course. she is as jerry hallowell she, basically she's me isn't she as a group of us on a podcast, we're we're all we're, we all bring what we can. I just want to check: are we all in agreement that that Liam is Ginger Spice? I don't know. Okay, keep going. Well, no, he was, he was I like was scary Spice. Though. Well, <laughs> the only reason I say this is we are a collective group on here making a podcast. Oh, so we're right? the Spice Girls. Well, I'm just saying there's five of us today. Sure, why not? If we were the Spice oh, we Girls, need to, we need to divvy them up. Oh, that's true. We do right. If we were, what's the Spice that Girls? quote from the boys where he knows too much about the Spice Girls? Ethan, shut up. What's going on? What's going on? Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we were the Spice Girls, I'm not the one who's going to lead the Spice Girls. I'm the one who chips in. And she's one of those people that just chips in and just gives off little, like, funny lines or bits of songs. I'm the chip-in person. I'm not the guy uh, or the girl that well, I, I, I think we have to, to, to negotiate this now. <laughs> Does that mean if you're the leader that you're Scary Spice then? You think Scary Spice is the leader? I, I think know. Jerry's the leader. Do you think she's Do the leader? You? And one I of us has actually been ginger. Well, not that she's really ginger. I never, thought, <laughs> leader, See, I never thought she was. I always oh. thought she was the one that always chipped in. Scary was at the front of, at the end of the, the film. I thought Jerry always took the lead in interviews the and was always the one speaking on behalf of the group. Do you? I do. Oh, okay. See, I took that differently. Except put you as scary. Who? Even though Liam wants to be scary. Oh, sorry, Ethan wants to be scary. Ethan's not scary. Oh, no, I just like Scary Spice. Okay. My fa- okay, back to favorite Spice Girl. Georgia? I don't really have one because okay. I already saw the film and wasn't exposed to them individually. I, Ethan, I same, part of the mania. Same thing. That's a true point. If you didn't live through it, maybe you don't have that. Ethan? Ethan must have lived through it. He quantum looped back. He quantum looped back into it. Which one did you quantum no, loop to? I've, just, I've seen her like in interviews and she's just very entertaining. And the, I can't remember which comedian was doing like the interview being like, oh, who's your favorite oh, uh, is comedian? Mel, is this Mel B you're talking about? Mel B, yeah. yeah okay. And someone's like, oh, who, who's your favorite comedian? He's like, oh, I really like Eddie Murphy. And she was in the room and she was like, He's funny, but he's still a bit of a dick. 
Okay, me. Um, like everybody, I, I really was into Jerry, but my favorite was actually Posh. Oh, okay. Now, I'm not Posh, though. That's not who I am. Yeah, if we were yeah. the Spice Girls, I ain't Posh. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. She's the one that was missing when we went to see it. She was. Was it Wembley? Yeah. Yeah, it was. She maybe, wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, we yeah. didn't see her in George, George could do the best Posh accent of anybody. This is true. Yeah, it's true. So maybe George's Posh. Maybe she's I'd, Posh, I'm then. not that, like, I'm, but that's not who I am, is it? Well, is, is it, the question is, are any of these who they are? No. Exactly. So, is it the real? That's real. We don't. You wouldn't know unless you knew them. But are these are real personalities. So they, they found five really easy to market personalities, and they and they steer hard into it. And it's part of the genius. Is is you know not only physically or looking, but they make it explicit. If you're sporty, if you're baby, if you're they, if you're they link onto something, don't yeah. they? Whereas Ginger's kind of just like the the over. She's the loud bra- sassy one. There's loud brash is scary, but there's a different kind of loud brashness in Jerry. You know what I mean? She was just bright and colorful and. Fun. She's the one who like pinched pinched Charles's bum, and she she was so she was that kind of one. She's yeah, the one who yeah. pushed the boundaries. Yeah, She's yeah. always the one who was the most oomph with the with, with the girl power message. Yeah, true. Always Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I do like later on in this movie when they all swap each character. Yeah, we'll talk about that's that. clever. I um, uh, I found out about the bus. Go ahead. It's on the Isle of Wight currently. Like we said, um, it is a it's on Airbnb. Oh my oh god! You can stay in the sky. You're joking. Bus. I, think, I, think we, I think we have to research this. I want to do How this. Much does it cost? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Someone research this. I'm going to keep going with the pod. Um, so we have our first real. I have the information. Oh, do you? I'm sorry. <laughs> see, see, here's the deal. Ethan, as we'll find in the rest, he likes to say brief bits, and you think he's going to do more, and he doesn't. <laughs> you, have, you sound like you finish, but you're not. No, I wasn't. It is, How much? It's between between two hundred and two hundred fifty pounds a night. You can stay on would, the spice bus, um, and I would pictures. I would absolutely. It looks, it looks I will absolutely chip in one one fifth. Yeah, absolutely. I will absolutely do. I'll do fifty I'm quid for that. Five spaces on this. Spice Does it come bus. with it an exercise bike? I think so. Although it doesn't. I keep clicking on Airbnb. And it looks like it's been taken down for the time being, but it was definitely available like late last year. Stay so. with oh. us. We'll see what we can do with that. Absolutely. <laughs> and we all got to go as the Spice Girls. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, our first real cameo, I think. Uh, if you're not British, this one's not going to mean anything to you. Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Jonathan Wass. As they, surprised, Jonathan Wass, very good. <laughs> as they, I tell you what, he looks really. He looks. He, he's a good-looking dude when he's young. He's not bad, is he? Um, yeah. But mentioned series of Race Against Time. There's going to be a live concert that's going to stream around the world, and that's your Race Against Time for the film. Then we meet the film producer, Georgia. I have to ask if you recognize the film producer. Which one is there he? was a writer, and there was a guy who was helping him pitch the movie. The whole this whole film, they were pitching movies to Richard E. Grant. No. He was a big guy, American. This was George Wendt, who plays Norm on Cheers. Cheers, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. He was the guy sitting at the end of the bar. It was. If you could see my face right I now. I need to Google oh this. God. Did you not get this either, Ethan? I was like, I was looking, I was like, that guy looks really familiar. But I can't. I, yeah, no. Yeah, no wonder he looked familiar. Yeah. yeah. So I love Norm Peterson, my favorite character on Cheers. So yeah. when I saw him, I was like, get in. Um, it's. It's interesting because he's a, he's a decent actor. He's not a great actor. He's a good sitcom actor. He's mm. better than most people in this movie. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and this is where we get to the crux of it, which is where they're going, he's going, these are the Spice Girls. He's telling his assistant, the writer, we need to make a movie about this. And the assistant, the writer goes, can they act? He goes, who cares if they can act? <laughs> could Marilyn Monroe act? And we did some like it hot. No, we she can't. No, she can't. That's the whole point of it, though, and isn't that, it? I love the fact that they call out, look, we know they can't act. 
Yeah. Have some fun. It's not supposed to be. Not everything is um, Citizen Kane. No. No. <laughs> not Oscar worthy. I know the writer from something, but couldn't place who he was. Um, and they're going to pitch a Spice Girls movie that afternoon. And meanwhile, we get a uh, phone call between Clifford, not a big red dog, but the uh, the big purple suit clue man, apparently. Yeah. Um, Grant. Phoning the chief. And the chief is played by... Roger Moore. Sir Roger Moore. Yeah, Bond. You know, I was just trying to picture who that was. You didn't get that one? Wow. I was like, he, why do I know him? Because I was like... He's like, doing a send-up of every Bond villain I ever. know! That's why I was <laughs> like, I know he's I got... Did. Did get you got Roger Moore? He was no. he was. Oh. There is only one. Okay, that I did really? Get. There is only one. Well, find out which one he George had the cat, and I'm like, I know that's something to do with Bond. It but is. He had a pig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I've written down the audio mixing's doing my head in because yeah. I can turn on my TV way. Oh, it's also uh, Megan's first time with the with the big screen TV. Oh. <laughs> this is the seriously. This is the biggest TV I've ever seen. It's like a cinema screen in my isn't life. It? You actually have to turn your head, don't you? It's really I know. weird. I was like, oh my goodness. It and I've just big. seen Spice Girls. It is fitting for it, it, it is fitting for a film podcast. It is. It is. a screen that size. It's we. It's really weird how quick you get used to it. Oh. That's the remarkable thing. I bet you everyone else. Everyone else's TV looks like minuscule in comparison now. <laughs> I don't tend to go by people's houses and go, can I watch your no. TV for comparison? No, was no. I guess it's very similar to the same size of screen I have in all my classrooms. So I guess it's just like, this <laughs> is normal to me now. I thought my TV was pretty big until I came over to Ian's and I went, oh. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was See, again, again, I thought he was going to have more and he didn't. <laughs> so, um, like I've seen ads for like bigger TVs and I've gone, no, no, no. I'm going to keep things How? conservative. How can you have a bigger TV? You, you couldn't have a bigger another TV one. Uh, mine does begin with a seven. It's a 70-something inch TV. I have seen ads for eights now. Wow. In this country. Yeah. You'd have to get it across the wall. Like, yeah, the guy, but the guy, when they brought it in, the two guys went, you ain't going to fit that in here. And I'm like, no, no, I got a TV stand. And it does. It overhangs on both sides. But it the does, base yeah, is secure. Yeah. It's fine. It's good, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to walk in and nudge it because it's against the corners of the of the walls. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. safe. But, yeah, I'd be really straight. Yeah. It, you'd have to wall mount one. I'd, I'd have to move. Well, it's any bigger. I'd have to move the coffee table out and I'd lose footage in the room. So that's, that's what I mean. Or have my, it on a wall. My yeah. place isn't very big. So, yeah. No. I think it's adequate as is. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Megan's description of adequate, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's one, if everything about my house getting broken into, I think they'd look at the TV and go, I ain't lifting that. <laughs> You're in no danger of that getting no. started. No. <laughs> they're going, they're going, they're going, no, not doing this. Uh, um, so, um, according to his memoirs, Sir Roger Moore filmed his his whole thing in one day. Oh, okay. And Richard E. Oh. Grant came in on that day and fed him every line so he'd have someone to play off. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's that's nice. <laughs> what are you doing today off? I'm going to go hang out with James Bond. You would, though, wouldn't you? Oh, of course you would. I mean, why yeah. not? We get the rehearsal of the song, This I Swear. Mel B is in a spacesuit for some reason. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering about that. NASA spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's Weird. dressed normally except her. Yeah, because you know you, you can. You know what you've got in your like. Oh, you know, little black Gucci dress, black Gucci dress, black Gucci dress, spacesuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is one of the few times where they actually you hear them sing because it doesn't have any musical accompaniment. It's just their raw voices. And I think it's a shot. Anybody who goes, you're not really singers. They can, they, they can, can sing. I mean, they're not the best singers not in the world, the best, but they, they can sing. But they can. And I can't remember the title of the song, but it's not this, I swear. What is it? 
I've given you everything. All the joy can play. Yes, I swear. Someone look that up. What's it called? Last time that, that you that had, had this conversation, you decided we should be friends. That's that you'll be there or something. Say you'll be there. No, say you'll yeah. be there. Say you'll be there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. This, that's I swear, just promise you'll you always be, be there. there. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we are doing the hand gestures to go with that. <laughs> um, so then we meet Nicola, who's going to be a underdeveloped character in this movie, played by Very. Uh, Naoko Mori. Um, she plays a pregnant character who eventually gives birth with the Spice Girls' support. Oddly, in real life. She hasn't had any biological children, unlike all five Spice Girls who have. Yeah. It just seemed hmm. an odd she, character to yes, be in the film. Yes, I said the exact same thing to you. It, her character really bugged me. Yeah. It's like she was the sixth Spice Girl, but why? Well, not really. No, no, <laughs> but they kept going back to her and... It was nice that they yep. had their friendship and, you know, the single sure. mother empowerment and, you know... Girl power like and all that. Was this the original script? But they kept dragging her along to huh? all these clubs. Was, was this the original Disney script? She was very heavily script? pregnant. Very pregnant. <laughs> and, I, you know, so. power to the pregnant no, no, no. women and everything. about the pregnant single It was pregnant. about, I think, yeah. how I one of the single mothers was a mother to them. No. Oh, okay. Um, she's overdue <gasps> and Trevor's left her. Whoever Trevor is, you're a bastard. Um, <laughs> Poor old Trevor. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're leaving at like eight months pregnant, you are a bastard. Like, come on. Yeah, and we never heard from Trevor again. No mention of him. The child um, would be. And I'm like, is this both a film parody and a spiral, t- a spinal tap all happening at once? Because we have a documentary and we have the film within the film. I don't know what to oh, do. God, with so this. much going on. And Mel B thinks she's getting broody. Now this is a term I wouldn't have known when I saw the film the first time, oh, so really? it never would have hit. So broody for people who aren't from America means not from the UK. Do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Not from America. Not from America. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Not from the UK means. It's like mother henning what hens do when they like lay eggs they get broody over them they want to be protective because they want to have babies so you know women a woman who gets close enough to a baby who then wants a baby herself yes yes and we get this uh sort of flash forward fantasy sequence which they used a few times where i don't know it was a fisheye but it was definitely a vignette and everything else kind of seemed like it was like being like obscured intentionally yeah spice girls are all mums this is every british stereotype i've discovered happening because <laughs> i've now renamed them drinky spice <laughs> chavy spice yeah yeah fertile spice <laughs> posh boarding school spice oh. and then i don't know who the fifth one was my bad because drinky spice is jerry chavy spice is Oh, scary. I know it was scary. Scary was scary seemed like she was just in the kitchen. She had a mixing bowl and was just mixing stuff yeah. up. Yeah. Mixy spice. Mix mixy spice. <laughs> yeah. Baking, Baking spice. spice. Baking spice. <laughs> she is, yeah. Surely we could yeah. go with that. <laughs> but I do like drinky spice. <laughs> but this really is every British stereo. It's like Hang on, why are we not just going with Old Spice. At every parent, there we go. Oh. Every, every parent's evening. I'm generally going to run into all five of these. Yeah, yeah I can guarantee you. Um, and then we get to Say You'll Be There, the lip sync version now. And I've gotten my notes. It was a song. <laughs> then we meet, I mean, there's a whole, bu- I think the problem is movies, not, not enough plot happens. Is there too much plot happens. Too many things. Because now we have the storyline with a daily event. Which is a tabloid, a red label tabloid, and we meet Kevin McMaxford, played by Barry Humphreys, who you didn't like. I hate Barry Humphreys. What's he from? Barry Humphreys is an Australian who is best known for being Dame Edna Everidge. Oh, that's who he. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, so this is Dame Edna in in male form. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Because he would play himself as the brother, I think. Yeah. In I never watched it because I used to 
great on me. Mum is like Dave Edna. Because like, he would Mom. always be slobbish and Mum likes Mrs. Brown boys. She likes Dave Edna. I'm like, uh, come like on. Yeah, no, never like that. Uh, and he goes, who cares if the Spice Girls are number one single? Who cares if they create a cure for deja vu? And he spits everywhere. Who cares if the Spice Girls create a cure that for deja vu? That's <laughs> all the first time. It wasn't funny. Yeah, this is them trying to do, I think, what George is talking about with the Monty Python thing. It's their attempt. Like, they went to some weird places in this scene especially. Yeah. It's not good, but it's, a, it's definitely an attempt. Because they it. went... What about a Spike Spice Girls concert canceled? Spice Girls fall out. Spice Girls split up. Now, I could have used something that goes, when these girls have on turmoil, my paper sales go up. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. he's just some guy who just is he, rooting for the, did, the Spice he Girls. He did say that. Did he? Yeah. It seems like he's doing okay with the front page news of them doing well, though. He needs to cheer up a bit, doesn't he, really? Now, if you yeah. weren't does, in the UK... Get on with the girl power. If you exactly. weren't in the UK, I mean, like, the Oasis and Blur were, were, were tabloid fodder. Oh. Do you think maybe he was against girl power because he was playing Dame Edna, or known for Dame Edna as girl power, so maybe that was a play on... As why they chose him? Yeah. I found a piece of research that, that Jerry was doing uh, publicity and was on a panel show with Barry Humphreys, and said to him in his male persona, mm-hmm. no, in his female persona as Dame Edna, we had a blo- we had a bloke who looked a lot like you in our movie. Oh. Now whether she's wow. whether she's that oblivious or she's tongue in cheeking it, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I have to see the the, the 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 original thing, but yeah. So the question is because I think she's she tries very hard to suggest she's smart in this movie. <laughs> Very, very much. Which often suggests she's probably not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not. And has got a bit of a complex about it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Was, it, was it Jerry, did you say? Jerry. She's the one that is playing chess and is yeah, the one that is point. doing chess yeah. as well. Yep, yep. And then Scary is the one that doesn't know what's going on. I think that's the way around it goes. And then was, as Barry, whatever his name, finishes Barry his... Humphreys. Barry Humphreys. finishes his, like, rant. You need a villain. It rains inside? Yeah. And I'm like... That's weird. And I thought they would at least come back to me. Like, I wish you wouldn't get so angry. I'm like, oh, so does this guy's anger trigger the weather? Yeah. Which I'm fine with, but then let's come back to it. Aren't they trying to make him the villain, though? And the, 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 the Rupert Murdoch villain? How many villains are in this movie? Oh, no, Ethan, go I ahead. Know. I feel like he's, like, this... Rupert Murdoch esque character because he's because he's Australian. I thought he was supposed to be like a parody of Rupert Murdoch because he has all the tabloid newspapers that are going to try and target them, and he's Australian. Those are my only two examples. But I I I was like enjoying it because going, oh, this is really clever. It's a parody of Rupert Murdoch, and now I'm going, oh no, I just thought this myself. So we go to the film pitch, and it's the meeting between Norm from Cheers, <laughs> the writer. And Richard E. Grant, they're pitching the stories, and they go through a few of them, and they're kind of like, eh. My favorite story that's rejected is Mel C. could be an Olympic ski jumper if she could somehow <laughs> overcome her fear of heights, snow, snow, and if she could ever get her hands on some skis. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Um, Clifford thinks it stinks. Uh, he tries to pitch crocodiles. We go back to the bus, and this is where Jerry and Mel B. are playing chess. And Mel C. is wearing an Umbro England top. I had that top. Yeah, I had that top, but that that's dates not, it. Is that ninety? That's ninety six. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Maybe it does you date. Be sporty Spice then. Maybe I well because I not so much anymore. No, Ethan's Sporty Spice because he I'll predicted see. the uh, predicted the World Cup. Right? I, I, <laughs> fine, fine. I could I could do with some time on an exercise bike. I'll say that much. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not just true. Uh, <laughs> Emma hates that she'll always be seen as baby, and there's a whole fantasy thing where she's like there of like uh, like uh, uh, what, what do you call it when you have those like 
bullets and you're wearing them as like a oh shot glasses type thing. No, no, no! Like you've actually oh, got uh, like not, like a uh, bandoliers. Is that what it's called? I think so. You've got like a ribbon of ammunition that you're wearing around you as a way to carry it. Yeah, it's not a shot glass. No. They used them in, like, back in the 90s and early 2000s. You'd go into a nightclub and they would have Yeah, that. they used to sell shots shot in them, but that's, that's not what they but okay. I think you have to explain that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's where my brain went. My brain went, isn't that where they... Yeah, yeah. Jeez, yes, Liam. Okay. It is a bandolier. Yes. Bandolier, thank you very that's much, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shot glass holders. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> um, and so, and, but yet, despite having all the... And, like, a gun in her hand, they're like... The killer clearly must be that guy <laughs> who's not, you know. Emma's like, is there Emma? Emma Button, yeah. Emma she's Button, she's yeah. like, you know, like happy. She's about to get finally, you know, you are bad. She does the whole innocent grin thing. Yeah, well, fi- yeah. She, 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 tell you what, later in the movie, she's totally okay with using that to her advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We go to the photo shoot. Uh, they give each other new characters. They blow off the photographer who is. Who is uh, Dominic West? Dominic West. Yeah, he probably won. Who did the voiceover for After Eighty Two? He he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in um, Pride, wasn't he? In the wire. Yeah, he was in Pride. Yeah. He was in the Wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we see them try a bunch of other. They do a, basically they're doing cosplay before <laughs> cosplay was a term. Great. We got Jackie O. We got Charlie's Angels. We got a bunch of musicians. Loved we got it. Grease. Loved we got it. Wonder Woman. We got Loved Tina it. Turner. We got a Jerry as Marilyn Monroe, and of course it has to be Jerry. Of course Jerry. it's going it to be Jerry. Because she has the same proportions as, as oh, Marilyn Monroe. Because people used to give Jerry a hard time about, about her weight, and it was like, look, she's her the same size. Age. She's the same. Is she the, is she the oldest of the bunch? Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, see. Yeah. You can see. No, I'll I know. Much, but she looks the a oldest. lot of at the time for Did being they? about weight. I remember the weight. Age. And we were like, she's the same size as Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. What's the issue with that? Exactly. Um, uh, we've also got, uh, of course, she was also Sandy. Oh. Yeah. My favorite. Uh, and we get the song, Saturday Night. Get down, deeper and down. <laughs> get down, down, deeper and down. We're every Saturday night. Uh, Twiggy, we have Elvis. We got Twiggy, a Bond oh. girl. And then they do each other. So, I, I mean, do by, by do each other, I mean they dress up as each other. Although, if you do read some of it, there's some tabloid stuff that's come out in the last couple of years that suggests that, there is. that suggested part of my stuff was true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, the Spice Girls rub and the, 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 the Spice Girls The Spice Girls rub <laughs> was both scary and ginger. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there so, you go. So you're here. But um, uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So I'm to cover my bases. You can't blame allegedly. them, really, can you? Oh, no. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that for legal purposes, I'm going to say allegedly. No, yeah, yeah that was, I wasn't commenting on your allegedly. I was okay. commenting on the thing in general. Um, Jerry goes as sporty and actually pulls it off really well. Really well. Really, really well. Um, Mel C as posh. Uh, Victoria dresses up as baby. I thought she looked great. As baby? Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Uh, Mel B as Jerry, and I literally had to go, wait, who's she? Yeah. Because it was this red sparkly dress. I'm like, that's not what Jerry wears. It wasn't until they just went blah, 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 girl power. Oh, you're Jerry. And there's one little Why not just wear a Union Jack dress? I would have known instantly who it was. Exactly. But what I loved about this this, in this scene is when um, I think it's Jerry says, Oh, this is quite comfy, this outfit. Yeah, and Sporty goes, Don't think about it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. (laughs) And then Emma is Scary Spice. And she was really good. I I think, Which one is that, though? Because I couldn't recognize her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go to the daily event and we meet Damien, Georgia. I'm guessing you didn't pick up this was Richard O'Brien. Yes, this is the one I did get. This Rick is Ross. the one you got because Megan didn't get it. <laughs> I was looking at him. Megan going, was going, he looks a bit Megan like the guy going, from Who is this? And I'm like, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I was like, 
No, surely it's not him. It was. But it he was. tried to use a different accent, didn't he? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I heard it when he does the little bit at the end. I'm like, oh, he sounds like Richard O'Brien here. Yeah. And his job is he's the best paparazzi guy ever. He's going to... Undercover. Uh, he's going to go he undercover. Can, he can, and his part went, like, really silly. Yeah, it did. Very. We go to a publicity party, and there were these people dressed as the Spice Girls who totally faked me out. <laughs> there's someone in the Union Jack dress. I'm like, oh, Jerry's running the same, and they walk up. I'm like, wait, how are they walking by themselves? Oh, that's not them. Uh, the documentary team can't get in. There's a bunch of cameos, I think, that I can't pick up. I guess this is where, uh, what's her name from AbFab must be? Oh, uh, Jennifer Saunders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. talking to Posh Spice. She's one talking to Posh Spice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we we sussed out that Mel B was with Bob Geldof. Yeah, Bob Geldof. Yes. Yeah, couldn't figure it out until after they she do the stuff Bob. and she calls him Bob. And on. Yeah. Oh, it's Bob Geldof. Oh, I love Bob. Bob. Yeah. Tomorrow's Imagine. Monday. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Yeah, I don't like Mondays. Yeah, I don't like Mondays. I got yeah. one tomorrow. Or Rat Trap. I find out tomorrow. I, my, my department got uh, inspected at work. Oh. And I'm like the head of the department. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Kind of wears on me a bit. Everything I'm hearing was that it went really well. Oh, good. So when I say I'm fired next week on the call, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know that Ian is not always right. <laughs> so you'll be pushing the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Push, pushing it hard next week. <laughs> That's uh, patreon.com slash BFB. We kept it simple for you to help me. <laughs> uh, we find out and they get in the, the, the documentary crew and like Alan Cumming, like almost like seduces the like, gosh, it's the night, is the night when three become one. That's because he's only got one ticket and there's three of them trying to get in. No, I get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still was something I never thought I was going to see in my life is, is Alan Cumming doing that. Um, which apparently, I don't know if the guy at the door gets, that's not how tickets work. <laughs> it's not everybody who's with me. Yeah, yeah, we got one spot. <laughs> he had a ticket, ticket to run. If that was the case, you guys should let me come to the concert with you. Yeah, <laughs> we got two tickets. We all Honestly, brought many people. If that was the case, they really wouldn't have it. a special. Oh, I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where if you go... Um, I think if you realize at the time, because money feels so big all the time when it's like time to pay for the thing. Yeah. But then when you get to like, like, like it's like how you don't, you forget you don't, about that. You've forgotten about the money so yeah, long you ago. The experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of wish I'd gone ahead and like pulled the trigger on some of that stuff, but yeah. Yeah. George, what are you trying to say? Can't remember. Can't remember. All right. Moving on. <laughs> um, so Nicola asked them all to be godmothers as to become one place in the background. I thought it was a bit of a strange. I need when, some love like I never needed love before. When I make love, one. will you be my godmothers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's friendship love. <laughs> Maybe it's the story about how the baby began. <laughs> and now we need five. five. <laughs> it's to the magic become number. <laughs> one and needs five. It's the magic number. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Damien appears out of the food table, and right when like Jerry's going, is the Pope Catholic? And that becomes a thing. Like like Jerry, Spice Girls doubt the Catholicism of the Pope. You know the is that an English saying to like be like yeah. the best yes, shit in the woods? Is, is the, the Pope Catholic? I think we yeah. say it in North America as well. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, yeah. to me, it's just like yeah, the best shit in the woods. Right. Like, so that's Catholic. the idea. Is that this is like him? Like, look at how clever he is. He'll twist even the most the most basic thing. But I like the pit where the Pope was hurt and confused at the thought that he might not be Catholic. <laughs> yeah, very oh, Like the Spice know. Girls are on his radar. Maybe. I liked, I liked it because um, uh, Richard O'Brien, when he came up with the fruit on his head, yeah. 
Did that, what, what was the name of that woman who used to dance and be... Oh, I know who you're talking you know about. I, mean? I don't know her name, though. Carmen... Carmen Miranda. That's the one, That's yeah. It. I felt like... You do like know her name. If you be the first part, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like students are like, give me your first name? All right, I've got you. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Uh, let's jump to a very interesting scene in Milan. Oh. The Gary Glitter cover, this I'm the leader does... of the gang I am. Yeah, you want to be in my mm. gang, my gang. <laughs> This does uh, not wash down well now. Between when this was filmed, there was supposed to be, I think there was supposed to be a Gary Glitter cameo or some part of dialogue about him anyway in the movie. I was going to say, it was all the cameos. During this time, between when it was shot and when it was released, a couple of things happened. One is Gary Glitter. One is Princess Diana dies. So with yes. Gary Glitter, it was um, the idea that yeah, he got he got done for, for child pornography. Yeah. And I don't know why they chose to keep the song in. Keep it in. This Milan scene isn't exactly like super important to anything. No, and it's a very well, big remember. music scene. Yeah, and they carry it on through for quite a while. I, I did think it was the best song of the movie when I saw it the first time. So yeah, but I guess they were thinking. I it was the one I didn't know. But I guess they were thinking for young kids and stuff. Do you want to be in my gang? Oh, that sounds terrible. Jeez. Oh, I mean, I remember this controversy context, came back yeah, when Joker right. was a film. This is the Spice Girls singing. The Spice Girls yeah. singing it. You know, you, you want to join us. Girl from Power. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. works in that context. So, Ethan, yes. yeah, I think the Gary Glitter legacy has a bigger impact in the UK than it does in the US. For some reason, they're able to divorce yeah. it. And they've always used, you know, that, that song from Joker, Ethan, the rock and roll. Yeah. Hey! Mm. For some reason, they've always been able to divorce the music from the musician or the crimes thereof, for whatever reason that is. But I know it was a massive deal over here when it was used for the, the scene of the Joker walks down the steps. They were going to change it, weren't they, for the DVD? They were talking about it, yeah. Were they? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think speaks to the difference between the, 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 the two countries, really. And the, the, the sad thing is, um, his Gary Glitter's fan club was based in our hometown back in the day. Shut up, really? Yeah, really. Oh, God. Um, Opposite the church of all places. Well, let's bring it to a different place. Sailors in tidy whities cause it all to stop. <laughs> That's funny. The girls are interacting with the boys. I guess one of them must have asked Baby if he can come sleep in her bed, and she explains why there's no room for him with all the stuffed animals she's got. <laughs> oh, my God. But the way he asked that. But here's the problem with Baby. Like, Baby Spice, it's okay if it's a gimmick. Yeah. But she's legitimately infantilizing herself like she is legitimately a child. Yes. Because she's always sucking on, like, some kind of sweet, Lollipop like, it's a dolly. They were yeah. a big Spice Girls thing, though, in the day. They were. Uh, they later the at, the, at the contest that the girls win, uh, there is a thing of, of those lollipops there. Mm. I remember that you brand. had special holders for them and things yep. that were Spice Girls. I actually sold some <laughs> in Retro Records and Toys. Uh, I got some Spice Girls memorabilia, and they were in, in a, a packet that had never been opened <sighs> in the tin. For all How, your retro needs. But you know what? I thought to and myself... medical needs after you have that. Well, I never thought... Well, of course, when you sell stuff like that, you, you explain to them that you know, out of date. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Edible stuff from way back when. Ghost, even, even Chris Packard goes yeah. for stupid money. Yep, you're not wrong. It's incredible. Um, and, but yeah, but this idea of it, like with Baby, they really do tow that... I mean, that, that, that sexualization of her... Yeah, they do. Is, is and they use like, that later with the, uh, the coppers, don't they? Yep, yeah, very much so. Um, but, but meanwhile, Sporty's just too busy telling the one guy why AC Milan's mid midfield is lacking. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan, you'd have loved Sporty Spice, man. So I said Ethan has to be Sporty Spice. Yeah, your football punditry would have to be the well, case. That, that's why uh, when I saw her on like some game show the other way, I was like, she's she's yoked. 
she's got muscles. Oh, gimmick! If you gimmick a sporty, you probably would make yeah, sure I you know, cut the shape, I, wouldn't you? That's when I first found out she was sporty. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, of course." Uh, Jerry then asks because Richard e. Grant's ready to pull them. Why? Because they complained and said we're not doing this. Then when he goes, we're gonna. We're, that's it. We're getting rid of them. She goes, "Haven't you heard of the word compromisation?" Which is a malapropism. I like compromisation. Um, and they go, I'm, but I'm sitting there going, you're the ones who made the big stink and told them to fix it. Yeah. Is it a malapropization? Oh, geez, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> so we go to the real concert, and they're doing the same song again, and now the boys are in garish purple Chippendale suits, and if you turn around, are assless. <laughs> That's the compromisation. Assless. And then Jerry turns around and goes, oh, and I'm like, hang on, you're the you, one who pitched the thing. Yeah. You, you know this is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. She obviously didn't read the script. She's not aware. Uh, the girls have to stop and go to the bathroom once they get back to London. And Megan and I both go, wait, come on. We're, uh, the TARDIS bus, bus doesn't have toilets. But no, it does. They said they're the, yeah. the broken. Yeah, well, we yeah. Got yeah, that yeah, yeah. We got like, that Oh, bit. they have explained it. Oh, they're all broken down. So they did explain it. <laughs> they're broken this, down. This I'm just taking the, the listeners I, on the journey. This is one of the bits I laughed out loud. <laughs> okay. Because we're now going to get to the oh, okay. with, with Eddie, aren't we? So first we got to meet Dennis the bus Dennis, driver. I mean, yeah, 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 played by Meatloaf. And originally this was someone else. Oh. This was British heavyweight boxing champion. Lennox Lewis. Nope. Oh. Uh, Nodger Ben? Frank Bruno. Oh. I'm trying to think around that period. Yeah, But yeah. withdrew after a security guard prevented his son Franklin from having an onset photo taken with the girls. I think if you're Frank Bruno, you overplayed your hand here, dude. Yeah, a little bit. Like, you you can probably have a second go or another attempt or get a picture of yourself or go, hey, there's me beside the Spice Girls. As much or, as... Or, like, ask and check with security first. Like, no, not it's just, just a random security it. guard. Just yeah. ask one of the girls. As yeah. much as I like Frank Bruno, I'm glad they had Meatloaf. Oh, it allowed there, there to be a, a great joke. Because he's told to fix the toilets. And, and he, he says, I'll do anything. I love these girls. Yeah. I'll do anything for them. But I won't do that. But I won't do that. <laughs> See, Got I picked up on the like, reference, but that's much funnier realizing that's actually meatloaf taking. That was one of the big ones. So, so a bunch of Canadians going to see the film. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the cameos were lost on us. Didn't know who Richard E. Grant was for sure. Definitely yeah, didn't yeah. know who um uh oh, what was his name? The stinking radio guy who used to be friends with Russell Brand. Oh, Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross. Didn't know no idea who these guys are. Yeah. But we knew who Meatloaf was. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we'd just done Rocky Horror. Oh, okay. We, 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 do. we did a Rocky Horror air band. So that oh, was like our group. Oh, cool. yeah. So, so we were all about meatloaf at this point. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, um, so there was that one. Um, and so we go to the close encounter. The girls see an alien ship comes down. That's not how none of the people on the bus notice. Uh, thanks to the power of subtitles, we can see the aliens know who the Spice Girls are. How can they understand the aliens? Hang on. I'm not there yet. Okay. One of them gets the second the base with the Spice Girls. Girls. I'll tell you what, one of the funniest jokes is one of the, the aliens gets the second base and they slap his hand away. And one of them tells him, I told you, shake the hand. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> um, they under, So now the Spice Girls understand the alien language and they want tickets to the Royal Albert Hall gig. Hey, I'll say this much. When they were promoting it with Jonathan Wass, they were nice. all speaking different languages that Jonathan Wass was getting wrong. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, they'd be like French, and he'd be like, that was some, oh, it's great for Japan. And then he'd go to someone else. So maybe they took whatever language this is. Maybe. Uh, they want autographs and kisses and photos because the tickets are all sold out for the Royal Albert Hall gig. 
What a shame uh, for yep. those aliens. They had squishy face. They go back and tell everybody, oh, yeah, they had squishy faces and really cheap green coats. I love it because I mentioned they were, they were really cheap green coats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If so. the Spice Girls ever tour again, I think we should all go, but we need to dress up as the aliens. Well, this is what I was and saying. And stand in to, the yeah. crowd as the aliens. <laughs> be the aliens. Although I am still disappointed well, I, that they didn't go to the I'm afraid I'll be put in, like, prison. Oh, we don't actually, actually have to grope anyone. No, but they'll go, I saw that guy do that on a movie. <laughs> no, no, I'll, none I'll of just that. just go Jerry. Or maybe people like walk into me, boob first. <laughs> Consent goes both ways, kids. Uh, let's go to Clifford is going to phone the chief, but the chief phones first. And he was, Roger Moore's lines were so good. He had these stupid analogies. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 this one, I didn't get the full thing down, but I got one of them was, without something, there is no nothing. Yeah. Um, he tells the girls, uh, so he tells Clifford to tell the girls they can't have the morning off. Um, and I've got my notes. What is Victoria wearing slash not wearing? It's just a bra and a blazer. It is, yeah. That's quite fashionable at the moment. Eighteen year old me was all about this. You're not wrong. <laughs> and then they get mad and storm out, which I'm totally cool with. And they come back like ah, and they I'm were like messing with him, weren't they? Yeah. I don't get that. No. It wasn't very funny. Yeah. Um, so then we meet Mr. Step, played by Michael Barrymore. I've got, tell Megan to tell the Michael Barrymore story. I don't really know the Michael Barrymore story, apart from there was a swimming pool and there was a Someone died at his there house. A, a younger man oh. died in the swimming pool and it was all... Uh, did they ever f- actually figure out what actually happened? No. I don't think they did. No, suspicious. There was some, it was according suspicious. To, according to my friend Wikipedia, um, it was because I have no idea who this person is, but Megan was going, he I know this guy. Huge. So I looked him up. He was a big game show host. Game show host. And very good with people. He, he knew how to talk to people. Not all of them, it would seem. No, but that was his party. So it's like you hosting a party and something happened at your party. And in the swimming pool. Yeah, oh no, but I'm just trying to. Right there, it was the pool. clue guy. So <laughs> the clue guy. It wasn't him in involved in what happened with because the, with the person dying, but I was at his premises having a private party. It didn't seem to link with him for a while. It did, yeah. because obviously he was the main focus of that uh, celebrity head, if you like. Yeah. And of course, somebody died. And that happens about three years after his film. Yeah. He Ooh. was not the first choice for this role. Oh, okay. So back to George's point about Monty Python. Oh. You know, marching up and down the squares, a famous Monty Python bit. Now, not Michael Palin, but John Cleese, John Cleese was offered yeah. this, turns um. it down. <laughs> can't say, can't say he made a mistake there. <laughs> no, but you know what? Little, it's become a cult yeah, thing now, though, hasn't it? What, this, this movie is a little bit of a cult thing. Is it? Because yeah. of all the cameos and because of the... Ethan, Ethan, I think you made some sort of a feline noise. That you want to go ahead cat, and unpack that? Yeah, no, I've I never seen... I don't think this is a cult movie. I've never seen anything about this link to it being a cult movie. Like, like I'd say The Room is a cult movie, Troll 2, but I've never heard or anything even, oh, about Troll this. Or, or, or even movies that like <laughs> don't make a huge bunch of a bank, but somehow have a legacy. Clueless, for instance. Yeah, but I still, but I, I hadn't watched it, but I'd have heard a lot about it. Yeah, I've but it's... Clueless. No, I've seen Clueless. I mean, no, I, but, I mean, like seen... Clueless kind of gets passed down from generation to generation. I don't think anyone's passing this I'm down. I'm not saying no, but do you know what? It was. A, have you a... guys done Troll 2? No, no. What, are you, what are you talking about? You need to do Troll 2. Yeah, it's not. It's no. one of the worst, I don't know if I want to say horror, like just horror one of the movie, worst yeah. movies yeah, of no. all time. Pretty um, much, pretty yeah. much. We, have, we have a song, Never Give Up on the Good Times, Never Up is, is the State the of Mind. Well, yes, yeah, so I've got the dance moves. First off, they're told he's the hardest dance teacher ever. I could do this dance class. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. not a good mover, but I could do this. 
and then they switch into fatigues and i will say it's a great joke of them all transforming into fatigues as they walk out and then posh has like a, a mil- like a cami like a, a, a camouflage mini dress yeah very none funny. of them are in time though when they're like marching well you know uh, and then there's this walkie talkie that megan and i noticed kept reappearing and disappearing i'm <laughs> sure there are other conti- continuity errors but that's the one i know this was like it was and it wasn't once it kept reappearing and then disappearing yeah. again out Funny. of uh out of jerry's right hand um and there's an obstacle course and they chase mr step now this was the thing they had to not get their morning off for was they had a dance class last about three minutes and then they're still in the same place the next day <laughs> they're, they're in the middle of the night they all get scared they talk about their biggest fears original brian comes up through the toilets oh. and uh, they, <laughs> Disgusting. then it leads to another uh TV thing, uh, the TV thing, tabloid thing, scaredy Spice Girls scared of concert. Clifford reacts like way over the top. Like a normal man. And they're lounging <laughs> around on this blanket at the same place. And I'm like, are you the girls who are complaining about being overworked? Because you're not doing a thing. Nope. Like, why are you not going to seeing your pregnant friend now? Yes. Exactly. Instead of inviting her out to your nightclubbing. <laughs> yeah. I did appreciate their dressing gowns, though. The spi- Yeah, they were yeah, all colored yeah. in their colors. Very cute and cuddly. The yeah. Spice Girls feel that Clifford should fancy Deborah. Why? Because they're the only other two characters in the movie. Yeah. So they should like each other. Um, Deborah played by Clara Rushmore. Just a little drop at that point. Uh, back to the pitch. Apparently, it was the longest lunch ever because we're back to the writers pitching movies. The British Prime Minister has to call in Space Force Five, Spice Force Five, and that will be the Spice Girls. The I think it should have been. They've all got their own Spice specialisms. <laughs> Baby's gonna be played. Is gonna be the martial arts. Sporty's gonna be counter espionage, which which is like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible playing table football. Yeah. Um, scary spice explosives that makes sense Jerry's the master of disguise at which point you get a great Bob Hoskins cameo oh and do you know why that was funny right because back in the day he used to do telephone ads and he used to, he used to say um, it's good to talk right so, oh, so we're coming, second out, level. Okay, yeah. coming out of a phone box okay fair enough yeah was funny I'll say this from a North American perspective it's just funny that she turned into Bob Hoskins yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And then Victoria, who just winks. So he, the writer, much like myself, way into Victoria Adams at that point, she yeah, was called. Victoria Adams, yeah. Um, but if you think, uh, this is very similar to the plot that's given in Pulp Fiction for um, um, Mia Wallace's character, who did a television pilot called Fox Force 5. Oh, okay. And they all had their own specialism. Oh. So it feels very much like they kind of nick this a little bit. Sounds like it. Yeah. Back to the documentary. There's some school kids hanging around outside the bus. They're competition winners. There's some not so subtle Pepsi product placement for generation next, generation next, generation next. I was one of these sad people that actually um, got the ring pulls and stuff. Back then, you could you could uh, ring pulls. Yeah, on the cans. Look, you cans of pop. Oh. I remember as a kid, mum wouldn't let me drink can pop. In this country, because you had to pull the top off, and she yeah. was afraid I cut my lip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would always be pulled and then poured. But we very rarely got camp pop. Whereas in Canada, we've had this kind of kind of version of it for as long as I from '89 when I went back home. Yeah. Oh, okay. You used to have to um, keep the ring pulls and send them off to get the free CD. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And I still have that CD. There you go. Yeah. It was all over the marketing back because Pepsi's always branded themselves as the taste of the younger generation. Yeah, they have, yeah. And that's the way, so that's why they always have Beyonce and Michael Jackson and Madonna and all these people throughout the years, whereas Coke's just going, we're Coke. We've always been great. Do you know the weirdest thing? During the war, right, Pepsi were really struggling and they offered to Coke, do you want to buy the brand? And then, you know, our, 
our brand basically and just make it as coke and they said nah you're all right you're struggling we're gonna watch you struggle and then they brought that brand back up Seems like a very casual conversation they had. <laughs> I like the idea of in during World War Two, someone's going, the, the "Ah, you're all right." The, the CEO of Coke did a head shake and went, "You're struggling." <laughs> just, as, just as a side note, if anyone is interested in Coke versus Pepsi wars, there's a really cool video on YouTube oh. of Coke versus Pepsi at Disneyland and Disney's relationship with Coke and Pepsi. Because famously now it's only Coke products in is all it? of the Disney parks, but for a while they were split over the t- park. Like it was, it was really good chance. There's a great documentary called The Cola Wars, which is the best thing I've seen on the topic. It's just fantastic mm. and goes through, you know, the whole the whole way it's been divided because they both come from very humble beginnings, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. I like both. <laughs> yeah, anybody who goes, I like one or the other, it's like, well, no. But okay, so if, if, if it's a choice, it says so you're going into a... Into, Out of all of the iterations, you're, which you're, is your favorite? You're, you're in the shop and you have to grab to finish your meal deal. You got a Coke or a Pepsi. Which one are you grabbing? Like it'll it'll just depend on really. What are you Literally, that okay? Will, what's your our curiosity? What's your, a bit what's your sweeter, default? I feel diet coke. Diet coke. Oh yeah, if I'm going for diet, I'd rather have a diet coke over a diet Pepsi. Okay, yeah. But the full fat ones, I'm like, I'm you know either or. Pepsi Max usually. Ethan, Pepsi Max, Coke Zero. So there we go. Oh, yeah. There we are. <laughs> Look at it. the young people choosing the Pepsi. <laughs> it tastes better. That, that marketing's working. It's all because of that terrible Kendall Jenner ad. That's inspired us Megan's all to be- drink it. Megan's between the two generations. Yeah, She's driving the line. <laughs> Liam and I are coking it up. Yeah, that coke break. All people. Oh, maybe don't say you're coking it up. <laughs> <laughs> when, I'm I'm get, when I'm getting my Spice Girls rub, I'm coking up before <laughs> uh, but if, it, if the choice was only f- only the full fat versions, like the blue Pepsi or the coke. red Coke, red Coke, absolutely. Coke. Yeah. Even though it makes my teeth feel like they're squishy. Furry, I actually yeah. prefer Pepsi over that. Then. Really? Yeah, All I'm right. not a big fan of full fat Coke. It's got to be cold, though. Yeah, cold. Especially if it's in a kit. Well, either way, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, flat Coke, though. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, we're no, moving on. No. We've got the rest of to record. Let's go. <laughs> um, and so uh, the Spice Girls kidnap children and put them on a boat is basically what I've got next. <laughs> this does I mean, look fun. I mean, though, there's a it? terrible line from Richard E. Grant. If they want to be spontaneous, they better clear it with me first. I mean, yeah. you know it's going a mile away. It yeah. does. It it's very yeah, panto-y, isn't yeah, it? That's what it says yeah. on the team. Yeah. It's the kind of line you say as they're shouting, you're shouting as they like walk away. Yeah. Actually, didn't you have a lot of this in Adam's family? I can be spontaneous. Yeah. I just have Lucas to th- did. I just have to think about it first or something like that or plan it. Yeah, I, I was, as I was leaving yeah. on Wednesday, so I can be spontaneous. I just have to think about it first. Yeah. Uh, let me get the song. It's a cover, I guess. This is really singing along to like a soundtrack, but my boy, lollipop, pop, pop. <laughs> Deborah goes and by Millie. Deborah goes. This is rock and roll. Clifford disagrees, and so do no. I. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is not rock and roll. No. no, please stop telling children that pop is rock and roll. They're not the same thing. No, no. I'm not saying you have to be like coked out <laughs> in like a dressing room, like throwing your TV through the window. But it's not this. Yeah. Um, the boat has to make a turn to avoid a log. Two children land in the water with Posh. Sporty jumps in after them. We had a joke that Posh's dress is dry clean only. Does does Posh jump in with them. No, she falls out. She falls out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought She's so. not very The boat driver is absolutely at fault here, though, because yeah. he was not paying attention. If I had five Spice Girls on my boat, I'm probably not watching the water either. <laughs> <laughs> They're just making waves. Oh, oh no, the engine conked out, girls. I guess stuck here. I'm sorry. Um, oh, it's getting cold. We should huddle together for warmth. <laughs> there were children on the boat. <laughs> Jerry, do you have your inflatables? Everybody give your sweaters to the children. <laughs> 
Um, Clifford goes, do you realize what will happen if any of this gets out? And this big thing about how the Spice Girls put kids in danger. I'm like, you also like Sporty Spice saves two children. Yeah, she yeah. was so correct. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't no, put them in danger. The guy driving the boat exactly. did. Well, the yes, kid. but the guy the guy doing the, the, the tabloid isn't really that concerned about the, the, the truth of the matter. No, he never does. Well, no, but no. that is the truth of the matter. I did love the girls, the, the, the two girls that are fans. They went, let's do it again! Let's yeah, do it again! Like, no... <laughs> Uh, Clifford gives him a hard time with the press. They give him a hard time back. He tells them they're well, part of a well-oiled machine. Talk about bums and butts for a while, which is all. But then you have the girls going, can you not talk about butts for or bums? I'm like, all right, I get it. Uh, Clifford thinks he may have started the breakup of the Spice Girls. (laughs) The chief calls. He goes, how bad is it? And Clifford says, imagine how bad it could possibly be. It's worse than that. But the chief is now stroking a pig. He's gone from a cat to a pig. Yeah, this confused me. I was like, why has he got a pig now? headless chicken can only know where he has been he cannot know where he is going do you know what i think love this yeah i do but do you know what i think the pig is because i thought he was going to change animals differently periodically through it every time you saw him but he didn't it was just a cat and a pig now the trope is with the bond villains isn't it is to be stroking a a, a hairless cat hairless cat so do you think the cat was then... Is it a hairless cat or is it just a hairless cat because it was Dr. Evil? Is the cat originally it's haired? Dr. Evil it was the white cat, isn't it's it? It's a white cat, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. okay. So I didn't know whether that was a play on... No, that's just them making Dr. Evil different. I can't remember a Sphinx cat. It just seemed odd just having a, a pig. And then it just seemed it's funny. It's funny. That's the point. It's, it's, it's yeah. random, isn't it? Yeah. It's a pig. Well, we'll change Randomly one thing cool and see how, how weird it's going to be. Um, and so, uh, I mean, it's tabloid, you know, what's his name? The Aussie, Dame Edna, laughs as the Hallelujah Chorus is in the background. We have a flashback with their origin story where they all met in a coffee house and they're all poor and have written a new song called Wannabe. <laughs> Which they didn't write at all. Um, yeah, Mel, uh, I'll say this. I knew it was very, <laughs> Mel B's costume made me aware of how cold it was in that coffee shop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It was, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what for the most part I respected the flashback with the exception of Jerry has the same bit that's blonde in her hair yeah I'm like you couldn't have dyed that for this one scene or just wore a different wig yeah or worn a, done something yeah, like something. you know Mel, Mel B at least had like you know big trackies and a hat on so the guy doing the backflip he wasn't so obvious to point out he was still obvious to <laughs> point out but people realized that was a guy doing a backflip there um then we go to out of the the because they've broken up. They've all having they're all having the same flashback at the same time. It's like when they had the same dream earlier yeah, in the movie at the same yeah, time. Something in the water, and they obviously. all and they all come back at the exact same time. They walk up to the coffee shop, which what is a great location. Here? Great yeah, location right on, the on the corner. corner. Oh, brilliant! And we hear "Viva Forever." I learned how to play with the guitar. Oh, it's a great yeah. song. I like it. Not the not the individual Spanish guitar stuff, but strumming it. Yeah. My only thing question here, as I said this when I was watching it with you, was the fact that. These are supposed to be that big and that huge that even aliens know who they are. Yeah. And yet they're walking the streets and no one's bothering there, them. I'll tell you what, there's no one else in the streets of London that night, buddy. Nobody. It's Mary it's Poppins, even, London. People aren't even walking by them. Like, there's cars, but no one's, there's no pedestrians. Even when they're in the hospital and stuff, people aren't really Not really. Those. No. Uh, the origin story of the Spice Girls. Uh, the, the Spice Girls themselves wish they didn't film this origin story because it makes people actually believe this is their actual story. Which is not, yeah. Uh, in reality, 
they came together when each girl individually uh, auditioned for um, uh, in a magazine, The Stage, for a new singing group which was to be formed. Although Victoria and Jerry knew each other from when they auditioned for a part in the film Tank Girl. Cool. Um, Tank Girl. <laughs> that's a nice little Sounds factoid. like it should yep. be on this podcast. Uh, any I young I woman right? between the age of 18 and 23. Sorry? Am I right in thinking that Emma wasn't an original Spice You're Girl? You're Somebody yes. else is. Over 400 girls auditioned, and when the girls were chosen, the band... Do you know what the band was called? It wasn't the Spice Girls. Um, this is why the alien went for the grope. They were called Touch. Um, <laughs> hey, man, when the when the when the didn't something get didn't when the concert called, I can't get my words can, out. Can you try that again, please? <laughs> wasn't there a concert called Touch or a, an album called? I, I imagine there was something which made him pivot. Yeah, and then it was Spice, and then from Spice to the Spice Girls. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure I have a T-shirt with "Touch" written on it, and the Spice Girls. Maybe uh, they were t- trained at Trinity Studios. They lived in the same house while practicing, so they'd form a bond. And then Emma Bunton was a late odd addition to the group. She, she replaced was. a girl called Michelle Stevenson six months in. Oh, I bet that Michelle is gutted is, that she didn't stick that out. Yeah, you do Maybe. wonder about some of these things, don't you? you? Do yeah, you're looking back. Yeah. I wonder Should what I she Google her? Now. Yeah, Google her. See what she's doing now. That's like the best drummer. Is it replaced in the Beatles? <laughs> Uh, George Best, yeah. No, Pete yeah. Best. George Best was oh, a footballer. Oh, sorry, George Best was a footballer. What am I doing there? The Welsh footballer. Pete Best. There's a mistake, I think I made. And was oh, it, was it Stu Sutcliffe? Stu Sutcliffe. Yeah. He was, he was in the, the band. He was the bassist. Yeah, but he was the... the Munich years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Paul was the but drummer, he, he, if memory serves, not the bassist. Yes. Oh, hang on. No, is he, or is he the drummer and Paul goes on the drums to cover? Paul, yeah, Paul goes on the drums to yeah. cover. And, then, and he doesn't want to be a drummer. He yeah. wants to be the bassist. He doesn't want to be that. He wants to be a yeah, bassist. Yeah, yeah. And then they get Pete ba- uh, George. No, Pete Best. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. And then, no, it's Ringo. And then Ringo comes in, yeah. Because Pete Best basically gets fired. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and Sutcliffe dies, doesn't he? He leaves the band, then he dies. Yeah. Then John, I saw like a, like a movie on the early years of the Beatles. And then John starts drinking angrily in the movie I saw. Oh, okay. It was very badly written. Um <laughs> So um, the, then there's a fear that there'll be has-beens soon, and they imagine going to trial about it and how they'll be you know, sentenced to working uh, on, on talk shows in Thailand to talk about how they used to be famous. The judge, of course, is played is by... a local lad. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Yeah. Yay. I knew that one. Uh, he admitted an episode of QI. They took a role in the movie because it allowed him to get autographed posters of the Spice Girls for his nephews, which he claimed was like 10 Christmases for him. Uh, in the UK version, uh, in the version we saw, he said, ghosts call Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes. In the version you would have seen, Liam, it would have said, go call Gary Barlow. Gary Barlow, yes. Because Gary Barlow is not known to UK audiences, so it would have been lost on them. Uh, so Hootie and the Blowfish, who were popular at the time in the U- in the US, uh, would have been a, uh, no- a known so commodity. So American release was Hootie and the Blowfish. Yep. Over here, it was Gary yep. Barlow. They recorded the line twice, so we could hit both, both oh. audiences. There you go. Um... And then so the girls are kind of, and they, get, they wrap up their conversation by throwing their chip wrappers up in the air and littering and running to the gig. That's what I said. Come on, Spice Girls. Set a good Stop example. Littering, yes. That's your, not girl power. What's, papers but this is back Tell in you the who would not think that girl power print. was good. What's the name of that girl who's German who, uh, who keeps showing up and yelling at people and saying, how dare you? Greta Thunberg. That's it. Greta Thunberg would not be home with the Spice Girls. No. 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 I don't think she's German. Where's 
Oh, maybe no. she went to Germany once. She's sweet. Maybe she's yeah. Swedish. Yeah, Thunberg. Yeah, you're probably Swedish, right. Yeah. Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bring back newspaper chip wrappers. Yeah, <laughs> it's recycling. Um, it is. So then we go to uh, Clifford and Deborah at a bar, and she says, "Look, we're all sharing sad stories. I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to share stories about broken hearts. It's going to lead to us having a night of passion. It's going to ruin our professional relationship." And then the bartender turns around, and it's Elvis Costello. It is. And she goes, Can I get a drink? And she goes, Hang on. And she goes, Make it a double. Do you know what would have been funny? Which you would have thought she was going to go, You're Elvis Costello. Yeah, but do you know what would have been funnier? Yeah. Okay. If, 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 if she'd asked for an R. White's. R. White's lemonade. Is that a thing? I think his father wrote the song and he sung the song. Oh, okay. That was an advert back in the 70s. It would have been better if it wasn't like quite full of a shot and she told him to pump it up. Because <laughs> you don't really mean it. <laughs> Pump it up, because that drink, I want to feel it. <laughs> I love Elvis Costello. Well, okay, I love that one song by Elvis Costello. I don't I know like, a whole lot of Elvis I Costello. Like, I like early Elvis Costello. Uh, I liked him when he was on Austin Powers as well. Yes. Yes. Isn't number he married number to two. He is married to... Diane... Diane Kroll. Kroll, yeah. yeah. We got there together. Wait. Again, first names. I can do the second name every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Elvis Costello says uh, the, the company rang him up and asked if he'd be in it. He said, I wouldn't have thought I was the kind of face you'd get to do a cornflakes advert, let alone this movie. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 20 years ago, he was surprised and obviously snapped up the opportunity to do Why it. Why not? And I thought when they got done the chip wrappers, Meg, I don't know what your thought was. It felt like they were going to be like, we should go to, we got we a concert tomorrow. We got to go to the concert. Did they talk about getting their pregnant friend and going to a nightclub? Was that part of the conversation? No. Okay, I was just checking on that. Because yeah. I'm typing as it's going on, so I'm maybe I'm I don't something. know where the nightclub fits into it, to be but, honest. I'll tell you what I'm not doing with my, not just pregnant, but overdue pregnant friend. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to a nightclub nope. and then go, you go stand in the balcony. We're going to dance on the dance floor. To our own song. Oh, by the way, to our own song, and we're dressed in our very much individually marketed personas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At which point, one of them notices from a, like, Baby Spice notices from 50 yards that she's gone into labor. Like, like, oh, my you, God, let's go help. Not any nightclub I've ever been to. Can you see them from 50 no, yards away? No. And then she goes, you know, Nicola, we're coming. Like, I can't even <laughs> get, I can't even get the bartender to hear me when I'm trying to order a, I'm trying to order a drink. <laughs> like, me, there's no way that happens. Somebody who's worked in a bar and a nightclub, you can't hear. You can't yeah. hear anything. It's a, it's a very bizarre scene. Um, so there we go. They wake up Dennis and he's going to be the ambulance and they drive to the hospital, which for some reason is the worst lighting in the delivery room. And yeah. I would have thought the ability to see the baby would be important. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, if I watch like casualty, High key lighting everywhere. Lighting yeah. is important when you're like, you know, I don't know, digging stuff out of people, whether that's like a cancerous tumor or a human being. Yeah. Digging stuff out of people. That's, yeah. that is, your, is that what your description of a C-section There's would many be? reasons why I'm not a doctor. This is one of them. <laughs> uh, you're an archaeologist, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they, they're approached by some parents as they wait to try and wake up an unconscious boy. And Victoria, so they go ahead and they go, oh, and they go, oh, what should we do? We can't really do much for him because, you know, he's asleep. And they go, where's Spice oh, Girls? And then Victoria says to Jerry, maybe you should take your, your, your top off. Now, this is played for laughs. I don't think you do this scene today. No, you can't. You're going to indecent. Let's flip it. There's an unconscious girl. Oh, God. and you take one direction. Someone says to Harry Styles, "Go on, whip, whip it out." <laughs> <laughs> like, 
okay. But at no point would, uh, you know, at no point would the sexualization be considered cute, though, right? No, no. Right. No, probably not. So uh, I'll tell you what, though, but the dad's like, mm, and was, the kid goes, he's mm. so totally interested Some in that. People you know have, what it reminded me of? You know the the episode of Scrubs where yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that I felt that was because they acknowledge <laughs> it's bad they yeah, acknowledge yeah. in the episode it's, it's, it's bad so there's a boy yeah. who's going through is, is he about to go blind is that what it is I think I it's either that or he's dying it's one of the two he's about to go blind and so yeah. what he wants is he wants to see a pair of boobs mm-hmm. and so the young hot female blonde doctor flashes him. And so before he dies, he gets to dies. He's dies. He is blind. He gets to see a pair of boobs. At which point, I'm like, okay, I kind of get that. The worst version <laughs> of that is a movie called Crazy Stupid Love, a film I generally like. Mm-hmm. But there's like this like young boy who's in love with his babysitter, but she's in love with the boy's dad. Oh, okay. But she ends up taking a photo of herself for the dad, which would be like a criminal offense. Like she's like underage. It goes badly, but she ends up giving the photo as like a like a middle school graduation present to the boy. Wow. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> that does not work. No. Yeah, yeah, because she's like fully naked in it. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're supposed to like she's like, something for you until you get a bit older. And we're like it's supposed to be like, aw. And then looking back today, you're like, no. Hang on, what was that film? <laughs> he's writing this down you can it's, uh, I, I don't I'm joking yeah. <laughs> I'm joking um, so what do we have next um, oh so the theory was this was done because um, Jerry did pose for like naked photos before she, did, she was yep. a Spice Girl yep. so there's a little bit of a nod to that that she's the exhibitionist <clears throat> in the group uh, I'll tell you it, was, it doesn't matter his eyes are shut and the kid's eyes open instantly that was funny it would have been funnier if everybody left and then all of a sudden Jerry just leaves. We don't see anything in the room, but Jerry leaves two minutes late. Like, she's like the last one to leave. <laughs> she's like, sneaky. she's just like doing a button up. <laughs> it's kind of like that scene you were in in Grease Max where like you come out of the. Uh, oh, no. You came, out, you, came out, you, you came out of the side. And the guy yeah. playing uh, Vince Fontaine is, is doing a zipper up. trousers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, it, so, so, so it's all like inferred. It's all inferred, but, but if you, you pay attention, you can go. Much worse than yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> can. So at the Royal Albert Hall, uh, Deborah's upset because Clifford, because she's like, "How are you today?" And I think the inference is they did sleep together. What he said they were going to do, they did. That was my reason that they slept together. Am I alone? How oh, did you? No, that's not how I read it. Anybody else? That's how I read it. That's how you read it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Possibly, yeah. yeah. I think none of you thought that. And so I've won two of you over while I'm talking. Am I correct, Ethan? <laughs> No, I, I oh, was bo- just like, okay. Bullshit. I didn't think that. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about anything. I to thought be honest, he was so. too, too uh, addicted to his job and too. I think them. the way she approaches him afterwards suggests that exactly is what happened. Okay. That's maybe yeah, looking back. At, maybe yeah. looking back at it. That's not how I saw it. Um, so now the Spice Girls won't leave Nicola's side. They've been taking her to parties and abandoning her all movie. Yep. Now, when there's medical professionals around, Who we're not leaving can- you. Okay. Girl power. Great. Well, I wouldn't want to give birth alone. No, I get that, but they've like dragged her to like a nightclub. Oh, yeah, she's no, like I'm not nine defending and a half that months bit, pregnant. When she now she is giving birth, I understand them wanting to be. One of the nurses even goes, "You got plans tonight? Yeah, I go to the Spice Girls show." And first, you're like, "Does she? Rec- does she realize yeah. these are?" The- I thought it was a joke at first, and she's like, "If they make it, if I'm like, it, yeah. maybe you could go. They're in good hands. We got them. Don't worry." Yeah, no, she's okay. like, "I'm just gonna go." Um, Jerry says, "This is about friendship and commitment." And that Clifford wouldn't know anything about this. I'm just going to write this down. Remember this for later. 
What's important to Jerry? Friendship and commitment. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Royal Albert Hall are three. I'm going to call them storylines. It's a bit rough to say that. They're all intersecting. The movie pitch, the documentary, and the story of the Spice Girls themselves all coming together. Yep. Uh, Nicola has a baby girl. We're told this is girl power. Uh, the girls run into the paparazzi man. It? Yeah, it's a baby girl, isn't it? <laughs> they run into the paparazzi man. Yeah. Damien is unmasked. He now realizes he's lived a meaningless life. And at this point, the pitch meets up with the film itself. Yeah, which is weird. Which suggests in the movie we've watched all along it's just a pitch. is the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. brilliant. I no, love I, it. I, I'm kind of okay um, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm on board um, with the meta- stupidness of it. Damien goes after McMaxford, the Dame Edna. Yeah, and yeah, exposes yeah. him. Uh, it's a race against time. Posh has to drive the bus in her high heels because Dennis is having a nap on the grass. Why would he have a nap I on the grass? I think the 30 seconds it would take Dennis to get. I'm like, can I have the guy who's like licensed to drive this coach? Can we, can, He's can we not go there, and do that? though, is he? He's, He's laying sleeping on, on the grass. grass. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't maybe see him. They didn't see him. I didn't see him. Oh, maybe that's <laughs> oh okay, fair enough. Yeah, they don't have see not him. seen him. So has he, you can't has, miss me, though. Has he left the keys in the ignition? Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, Posh knows how to hotwire a bus. Yeah. As the Americans trying to pitch the story, goes now they and they, and they're going by Buckingham Palace, <laughs> <laughs> and and they give a shout out on top of the bus, and they're waving to the royals, and they say hello <laughs> Charles, hello William, hello Harry. Originally they said something about Princess Diana as well. Oh that had to no! Get cut because obviously between shooting and release, uh, died, Diana yeah. dies. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Moving on from that, uh, two old nuns force Posh to hit the brakes. They fall back in the bus without concussion or a broken neck. Tower, <laughs> the best joke in the whole movie. Well, it's either that or I told you to shake hands. I'm not even decided yet what the best <laughs> joke is. But Tower Bridge goes up. And they're going like, to jump the thing. And George Went goes, well, that could be expensive. Be expensive. <laughs> and then you see a shot of like of like a like Hot Wheels bus just going across this like. Brilliant. Like toy, like, like a kid's made this. Kids made, yeah. And then he goes. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good moment. That was. Um, and then um, now there's a bomb on the bus. And so, no, now there's not a bomb on the bus. And it says, the girls have suffered enough. And they're like strangling the writer as though, like, you know, whatever he's saying is actually happening. But it is actually happening. Yeah. Um, they run. Why so brilliant? I love it. They run up the steps to the Royal Albert Hall and they're stopped by police. Um, I will say this, like it's a concert that starts, I mean, I don't know in summer, it stays light for a long time. It's like two in the afternoon light. But not only that, <laughs> if again, they are the Spice Girls and there's a concert, the Spice Girls, yep. the police would know about this. So why stop them? You don't have imp- immunity for breaking the law. It's okay. We have a concert. <laughs> Girl power. Tell the, that to many other only, celebrities that's got away. <laughs> but like the only time speed you might get away with speeding is if you have someone who is like in a medical emergency in your car. My dad yeah. got pulled over for speeding once. My sister had like fallen down and like cracked her head open and was bleeding profusely. And so uh, they, they they asked him, they came over, kind of the, the big thing. And my dad just pointed to my sister like bleeding from the head in the back of the car. And they gave him a like police escort. He said, just, just, I'm going to go, just, just go, yeah. stay tight. Okay. Stay tight behind. So it's me. like that is the only time you'll get away with yeah. speeding that makes sense. like that. Yeah, but just being late to their concert. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, were they speeding? They were. No, he said dangerous driving. They were absolutely no, no, they, dangerous they said, driving. They said, they said the word seventy miles an hour. Oh, I mean, okay. they in a bus in London. If you're, if you're <laughs> going, going over Tower Bridge, bridge well, like that, well, well, speed clearly made it fifty. You had to up that. <laughs> it just seems meh far fetched. Tell that wildcat behind the wheel to keep her eyes forward. 
Um, and so um, babies, oh, would you please let us off, off? And again, that sexuality and yeah, infant, yeah, infantilization. Yeah. And then we cut to Clifford, who says, I'm going to have the band start playing, and I'm going to go on stage, and I'm going to hang myself. And he's already made the noose. Yep. This <laughs> the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls made the news. Clifford made the noose. Yeah. <laughs> and he oh. even, even says to Ellen Comer, like, I want them to know this is the Spice Girls. Yeah. And he goes, his last words are going to be the Spice Girls. I hate them. <laughs> and then the they walk through the door and he goes, I love those girls. <laughs> and I'm like, and then they cut to Alan Cumming, who's mad the Spice Girls have shown up and gone, well, that's a ruined a perfectly good ending for this documentary. <laughs> and we cut to the chief. He's now feed, bottle feeding a pig. Yeah. Adorable. Uh, the cost of, I don't know how the Spice Girls don't have an opening act. No. Surely you just go to whoever the opening act yeah, is and say, stand a bit longer. You, you, got, you, you got 30 more minutes? Yeah. Go ahead. Pay for it. Absolutely. Um, but we get to the last song. Of course, they make it on stage, and we get Spice Up Your Life, the big single from the second album. Some dance moves from Mr. West. Who's Mr. West? Oh, Mr. Not Dominic West. We already talked about him. Um, I think, no, it's not Mr. West. It's De- no, Dennis. Who's Mr. West? <laughs> Was he Michael Barrymore? The step. The that's, that's, that's Mr. Step. That's Mr. Step. Was it not his West dancing? Is. Maybe he was there dancing. I have I no know. idea. Lots of them came back. Roger Moore's dancing at home. And I was, how's that? Of course, it's a live concert around the world, which makes no business sense. Can we just establish this? Mm-hmm. Pay-per-view, sure, but give away your concert for free. Yeah. I don't get that. Maybe he paid for it. He's not. I mean, Pepsi might have paid like $100 million for it or something like that, <laughs> which they could then sell to all the networks. But like, it's like, I, I don't understand that at all. Um, <laughs> I don't understand a lot of this movie. We get the coda, and now everybody's out of character but playing fictionalized versions of themselves. I love this. So Richard O'Brien's going, funny. my character makes no sense. Why is he this evil? I don't. He's evil league of evil going, I don't get why I hate the Spice Girls. Yeah. Um, Richard E. Grant's doing the same. I don't know, I don't know what, why am I doing this? I don't really understand. And then the Spice Girls come around and they look into the movie theater and they start. T- it's very Ferris Bueller. It was very. It's Ferris Bueller meets uh, Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge. I, I was about to say that. Yeah, everyone on the left singing like the this. Everyone on the right sing- yeah. meets meets Marvel because like why would you stay at the end of the credits? I'm like Marvel would have something to say about this, folks. <laughs> you change the way we watch movies. And then Emma talks about VHS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then finally they go. I know what you're really thinking though. What happened to the bomb on the bus? That's which what I asked. is what Megan asked. And I went, I went, they, I went, they wrote it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I didn't yeah. say anything because obviously I'd watched it earlier. And so uh, that's that. So yeah, uh, that is the end of our movie. We get the credits to The Lady Was a Vamp. She's a lady, not a tramp. She's a da 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 da. Great song. It was the last song on the album. Uh, some edits. We saw my mentions of Princess Diana. We talked about Gary Glitter filmed the four minute cameo that was cut. Obviously, because of uh, the allegations, the allegations. So he deleted from the final print. Uh, his scene is available online. Wow, I haven't watched it, but it's available online. I'm surprised they didn't cut the songs as well, and maybe just overdid. It's, they don't. That Milan bit does not makes like, no you sense. You could even have them. They could be driving through the countryside in the middle of the night. Just do a voiceover yeah. for 15 seconds. Yeah. All right, girls. Early morning tomorrow. Let's head off to. And then you can do the, you can do the, the sort of voice. Or we. we Richard we, Grant gets enough of those. Like I'm yeah. going to say a silly line. Just yeah. Add just, it. just just add, add it. another one. It's it wouldn't fine. have killed me. Yeah. 
Um, so what do we have here? According to producer Barnaby Thompson, there were plans that the country's new prime minister, Tony Blair, make a cameo <laughs> in the movie. Oh He'd be given a press conference outside number 10 where he's about to reveal who his favorite Spice Girl is, but it would be cut off before he could say uh, which one it that was. That would have been funny. He was very like, he just didn't run the pulse of pop culture mm. because he was photographed with Noel Gallagher outside number 10. So there we go. Uh, one last note. Remember that Jerry Hallowell and friendship and commitment? Yep. Yeah. Five months after the movie's UK cinema release, Jerry Hallowell quit the Spice Girls. Was it only five months? Five months. Oh my wow. goodness. Okay. People forget how soon that after that number two album dropped that it, it all went to pot. Yeah. Uh, it's often believed the film's poor reviews are one of the reasons why she quit. When Jerry was asked about it, she said there were ten reasons why she quit, but the film's poor reviews was not one of them. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Let's let Megs do this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next, we need a random word that relates to, to the movie somehow. Grope. Grope! <laughs> that's your. That's why we have Megadog. That is your. <laughs> folks, that is your gift of the week. What do you want to do with that? Grope. Grope. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that one. Pardon the pun, but you're well tickled by that. I love Megan. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Money, but money. If that it came from one of us. <laughs> totally different. We're not not doing that. No. Uh, Just so you know, my random word was bus. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what mine would have been. Extra points if you find someone groping a bus. Friendship. <laughs> well, uh, 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 as the person who gives the wins out, I can neither confirm or deny Georgia's strategy will work. I will give personal Georgia points. <laughs> uh, on that note, Georgia, a $25 million budget. $25 million budget. Wow, that's not bad considering all the cameos and yeah. everybody else. How much? Mm, 100. Okay. Liam? Ooh. You know what? Let's not play. It's $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. It literally is $100 million. Oh, seven, but yeah. So there we go. <laughs> You'd have been close. But yeah, not as close as Georgia. <laughs> she literally hit it to the, to the number. <laughs> All right, Spice World was the number one box office success in the UK, grossing £2.3 million its first week end on Boxing Day 97. The highest opening gross for British production in the UK at the time, surpassing the record set by Bean. Wow. Bean. And oh, also, set a, Bean. also set a record oh. opening week gross for a British film in the UK with a gross of £4.8 million. It was also successful in the US, breaking the record at that time for the highest ever weekend debut for a Super Bowl weekend. Obviously, people stay home for Super Bowl weekend and watch mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Uh, but it took $10 million that week. I mean, that's amazing to think in 98, $10 million is enough to win a weekend. It's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh, it took $100 million total at the box office. It is not nominated for any Oscars, if you can believe it. No. No. It is nominated for seven Razzies. <laughs> oh, I can imagine that. I was about to ask. Can teacher. you name the categories? <laughs> Acting. Worst film? Uh, worst film. Yes. Worst picture is one of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Did the actress ones? Uh, yes. I will say it's the one that they won. Story all, Hang on. All five girls shared the, the Razzie for worst actress. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> what an achievement. Uh, so worst film, worst actress. Worst new star. Okay. Worst original song for Too Much. Okay. I quite like Too Much. Yeah, I do. Worst supporting actor for Roger Moore. Oh. He went that bad. Worst screen couple, which went to, what well, was nominated for any combination of two people, body parts, or fashion accessories. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and worst screenplay. Yeah, I thought so. All right, Megs, we'll let you do this. Look at this. It fits out nicely. Who would you cast as who? Who would I, what, us? Who would you cast as who? Including yourself, including Ethan. Who gets what part? It doesn't have to be the Spice Girls. You can include other members of the uh, of the cast, but yeah. Of which cast? The Spice the Spice World cast. Spice Not just the Spice Girls. So not just the Spice Girls, but you yes. can cast us as 
Oh, right. any of the... Anyone class. in the film. Like Meatloaf is who, up for grabs. Who are you going to... No, it's got to be the Spice Girls, hasn't it? That's fine, go ahead. I mean, Cast I'm us. I'm sure you'd love me to say that you were Meatloaf, but... Nope. No, you <laughs> would. No, you would, you would. Um, I'd be okay with Meatloaf, but that wasn't where I was going with it. No, if it's the Spice Girls, I'm totally no, okay I with think, that. No, I think, as I said earlier, I think you'll have to be scary. I think Liam wow. has to stick with Ginger, just because... Um, you literally just did a pose when you let Dave just that. It was just a pose. It was an I'm pretty pose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to change. I think, Liam, you could probably do a good posh with the posing. And then I can put Georgia in as ginger. Ethan's going to have to be sporty and I'll be baby. I'm so scary, am I? There you go. There we are. the scary one. Rawr. Rawr. (laughs) Leopard print. Get me some. No, I have any leopard print. Um, I've ruined my Gucci dress. So, what dress would I wear? Little black dress. My little, little, black little black Gucci dress. I, 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 black the dress. whole point is that she's got multiple little yeah, black yeah, Gucci yeah, yeah. dresses. All right. Uh, did this film have a villain problem? Yes. Yeah, too many. Which one? <sighs> yeah, which one is it? Is it at times it's Clifford? At times it's R- Richard O'Brien. At times it's the tabloid guy. Mm-hmm. Rupert Murdoch. <sighs> yeah. At times it's the unbearable weight of the corporate machine. Roger Moore at times, because he's saying they can't have a day off. Yeah. They couldn't decide if he was a villain or not. No. No, it was really weird. Uh, so yes, they did have a villain problem, I think. What should this film have been called if it wasn't called Spice World? Uh, five gu- girls don't have a clue. <laughs> Spice Force 5. It also should have been Spice Force 5. <laughs> Here we are. It's not five guys, it's five girls. Aliens, <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you, shake the hand. Uh, <laughs> the bus that hits 70 miles an hour in London. Whose story is it? It's a speed two. Whose story is it? Meatloaf. Spice oh, Girls. It's the Spice Girls. Isn't it? Nah, it's Dennis. Mm-hmm. Let's do the whole film again, but from Nicola's perspective, whatever her name was. But you know the funny thing about this film, though, right? You could literally chop and change the beginning, middle, and end, and still that would make no sense. No. Um... What is the story here? Fre- friendship? It never Girl ends. Power. Girl power Girl. is a kind of generic forever. statement. If it was filmed today, though, I think the concept of girl power would be slightly different. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to, I think you'd, yeah. You'd have to work really hard to suggest that girl power is not cis girl power. Mm. Yes, yeah. you would, yeah. yeah. Like, you'd have to explicitly, not even if you said it, you'd have to explicitly state that we're not saying it's cis girl power. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what is the story? Uh, what, uh, Megan asked us when we were watching it. It's not a bad idea. Like, if you're going to have to, it's a good business decision to put the Spice Girls in a movie. What else could you have done with them if it wasn't this? Spice Girls 5. What, movie-wise? Yeah. If you have to make a movie with them, what else could you do if it wasn't just like this? A Because a, they have to play themselves. They have yeah. to sing their songs. What else do you do if it's not just like a bunch of like, if it's not like we're building up to a concert? What about if they have to get to a concert, like in this one, but they're solving crime or, you know, because they, they're on about girl power and about how they kick Wait, ass so and stuff they, like they've that. Double, uh, is it like, like five Hannah Montanas on stage at the same time? Well, no, like, like <laughs> maybe like, maybe like a, a superhero by day who go around saving. 
I don't know. That's so, a lot of gem so, in the holograms. So, so their inconspicuous regular disguise is one of the most successful <laughs> pop girls on the, pop girls on the planet. Check it on that. I think that superhero who's using the power oh, of singing that? to fight oh, the bad guy oh, I thought it was looks a, super- a lot like the other pop star. <laughs> I thought it was a superhero. It's just the Spice Girls again. They're, all, <laughs> they're, always, they're always performing around here. <laughs> I don't know. I think you either do this or you do the opposite and you do you treat them like Disney treats the Muppets. Yeah. The Spice Girls are Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. The Spice Girls Christmas Carol. Oh, I'd love cool. to see oh that. Oh my god. So Marley oh, that would have been a good Marley idea. is scary spice. Uh baby's tiny Tim. Yep. Yeah. Sporty's Bob Cratchit. Posh Scrooge, could be Scrooge. Scrooge is uh, no yes. Posh could be oh Posh that's be Scrooge. So yeah, then who's, Scrooge. who's Jerry? Uh, the ghost Christmas of Christmas present. 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 Yeah. 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 Come in, man. <laughs> just, we man. Just, like, just like remake all this other stuff, and then, then they can sing songs. You do too much of something. <laughs> yes. <It's> bad <laughs> enough. <laughs> I had a trailer for the for the you film play before. I you To anybody who crapped on the idea of us doing Spice World, that just saved it. The Spice Girls doing the Christmas Carol. I yeah. want that. I want that in my life. A Spice Girl. I had a trailer yeah. for the film play before I watched it, and the voice was like. The Spice Girls will save the world, and I went into this thinking it was gonna be like some suit, like you know the interview where they get just like two random celebrities to try and defeat North Korea. I thought it was gonna be that kind of thing. The Spice Girls are our only hope to save the world. I thought that's what we were getting. Okay. Nope. 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 <laughs> um, a musical inspiration. That's really hard. A song that should have been in here that wasn't in here. Spice up your life. I don't, I, really, I don't really know a lot about, about, about the first album. Well, the first album's the best album. Yeah, well... First album's like the biggest hit in Wannabe. I like To Become One. To Become One's in the first album. Say You'll Be There. Oh, so they mixed them in anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Was the, was the second album Mama and Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah, and Spice Up Your Life you and Viva Forever. Viva, that was... I like Viva Forever. And Generation Next Generation. Oh, we didn't hear about this one. No. That's for the Pepsi ad. It was. Uh, and then Goodbye, My, my friend. friend. That's the third one, isn't it? That is, yeah. That's yeah, the lead single from album three. Oh, I like that song. They could have done that when... Uh, when the, when the, Jerry left. <laughs> they could have done that every time they left Nicola by herself at all the parties. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roll of Women in the movie, Georgia. Megan, you want to start us off on that? I mean, you can't get much better, really, can you? I mean, come on. Spice Girls is girl power. I'm not going to argue it. No, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Even, what was her name? Uh, uh, was it Daphne? No, it wasn't Daphne. What was her Nicola? name? Nicola. No, no, no. Oh, no. the lady. The, the assistant. Well, yeah, she's she's great. She's good. I thought she was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, the women all seem to kind of figure it out in this movie. Respect. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun. You What's can't okay? take it too seriously. And it's I'll, the Spice Girls. And I'll mm. say again, I don't think people crap on it as much if it was a bunch of guys. No, they wouldn't, and especially you know what I, I don't crap on it. No, but you you are not the epitome of every single man ever. I've been manning the Twitter this week, <laughs> especially because it's, it's it's my turn. What what are film podcasts usually made up of, and what is their audience usually? Men, and they usually are pitching to men, and it usually and they, is about hyper violent male movies. So, seeing a film about girl power, young girl power, yeah. is gonna mm. itch some scratches a little bit. It's itching a scratch is a good thing, or scratching an itch anyway. Yeah. Well, it's the other way but around. It's, 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 it's going to cause some conflict, some tension, some abrasion. Um, maybe not even consciously, but just the idea of you going, "Ah, oh, we're really expecting this." And I'm like, 
I feel like I had to come to the defense of legitimacy of the pod this week a couple of times. I'm going, no, 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 it's worth having a look. Okay, if somebody asks you... some fun. Yeah. What was the... It was weird, because none of you guys fought me on it. When are we really doing this? No, I, I did Yeah. But if someone said to you, um, can you describe this movie, how would you describe this the storyline of this movie? Oh, nonsensical fun. Nonsensical sketch fun. Nonsensical fun, although, yeah, but although, although it does, it does, it does, there's a lot of diminishing returns. Yeah, because if you just said that to somebody, that's like, well, will I like it? Is it, is it, is it Bond-esque movie? Is it um, just... If you're in the you mood for lighthearted fun, you know what then I mean? you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to walk away going, I enjoyed that as an experience unto itself, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to watch this, like... It's hard to describe it. This is, a fi- this is a film that's better if you watch it with a friend than if you watch it by yourself. Yes. This yeah. is a film that's designed to talk through, not in a bad way, but to have little moments. I felt better having watched it with Megs than if I sat here watching it by myself taking notes. Well, yeah. you can, all the, like, really random stuff that's going on, you could be like, why is this happening? Or yeah. You know, how, why have they done this? It's more of a guilty pleasure kind of film. I'm, Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. I know our They'll podcast is about it, but- <laughs> overanalyzing, analyzing stuff, but Spice World isn't the film where you're like, now what this means in the grand scheme of, you're just going, here's a little bit of a funny thing. That's Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Like that, that is, it's just a, I'm never going to think about this again, but I go, remember that time that an alien grope Mel B? Yeah. <laughs> um, Favorite, uh, let's do favorite Spice Girl and then we'll do in the movie and then we'll do favorite uh, cameo. Okay. Okay, so really quickly, favorite Spice Girl in the movie. Oh, in the movie? Yeah, yeah. so the favorite character in the movie. You can't go ahead and just stare into who your favorite, because I don't think it's a very strong baby movie, if I'm being honest. No, she doesn't come across very well, actually. I'm not really sure because they don't, they're all very much playing to their stereotypes quite a lot. Um, in So much so, in fact, that none of them really stand out to me as like, Wow. Overperforming any of the others. To be fair, I did the tell most... Megs I won't throw to you first on any question. And then I've just done exactly that. <laughs> um, She's holding her own. It wouldn't be baby. Um, maybe Jerry, just because she got the coolest outfits with Georgia. Adam Monroe and things. I think Posh is the strongest in this. She actually has bits where she's the one that's left out or the one that's doing things slightly differently and she's a punchline. Posh for a lot gets of a things. lot of chances to shine, yeah. but she's the exception. Absolutely. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Lim? Uh, probably Jerry, same as Megan, because um, she is very. Her outfits are more flamboyant than the rest, and changes a lot more. And she's a bit more out there. Uh, says things that she, she. I feel like with Jerry and and the rest of the Spice Girls, I guess they just said, "Look, this is basically the plot, very loose, mm-hmm. but this is what's going to happen in this scene. Just be yourselves and pipe in whenever you want." Sure. That's how it felt. It, it felt very uh, spontaneous at times. Uh, Georgia? You've been to oh, me. Oh, is this is me? It's me. No. Uh, I'm Have also, you been to Ethan? Ethan, Hello. go ahead. Uh, I got most of my chuckles from Mel B. I just find her very funny. I'm going to go with Posh as well. I think they were set up for her to shine a lot of places. Not necessarily the writing, but her performance was fine. I had no issue with the performance throughout. Um, 
Maybe not the little black dress, little black dress, little, but that's the writing. That's not the performance. I don't know if I found some of her acting a bit wooden, but I don't know if that's just the lines she was I going to say. I felt she was a little bit wooden. Who is the worst actress? Because I'm going to say Jerry in a, in a landslide is the worst actress I really actress didn't like Jerry in this. Jerry sucks in this. I'm going to say Posh in this. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Wow, really? So yeah. we're flipping it on that. She, she had the best jokes, but, but just the way she delivered. Yeah. Oh, I thought Jerry was terrible in this. I actively don't like Jerry because of this film. Jerry's like my favorite, like one of my favorite Spice Girls, but I thought she was bad in this. It's not a lot for, for Baby to do. Uh, I don't think there's a lot for Mel B to do. I think most of it's. I most of it is the other three girls. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about favorite cameo. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. Meatloaf. George went. Stephen Fry. There we go. Ethan. Uh, Elton John, just for the shock of the beginning, being seeing. Oh, it's, it's going to be this John. kind of a movie. Turn around, yeah. And forward, no, this is yeah. this is what because again, going into thinking thing, this could be like some weird actions. Charlie's Angels, they're going to save the world, and <laughs> Elton John's just rocking up it. Uh, here <laughs> rocking we go. Up. Best moment, best element. Uh, it's always got to be the music, and it was Spice Girls film. Okay, isn't it's the music as well? Like that, that that's the takeaway of this. Yep. Uh, the best development of this movie is the funness of it all, and and the brightness and the colours and the clothes. It's just fun. Megan, it is fun. I still think my favourite part was the aliens, apart from the groping bit. Um, I think the rest of the film. <laughs> it's should worth be, it for the joke. Well, it is worth it for the joke, but I still think the rest of the film they should have got up into space with the aliens and had a concert in space on Mars, and then have been, to get back for the and concert. Then got back. Yes, yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that, that should have been the film. Oh, my. then they could have called it Spice Worlds. They could have been space. That's the sequel. <laughs> space spice something rather my favorite my favorite joke though was the uh, uh meatloaf one when they said about cleaning the toilets and he says um i'll do anything he said yeah. he said i'll do anything for them girls but i won't do that that I, was that made me laugh out loud i found out about the michelle stevenson yep. yeah. um she apparently was asked to leave because she didn't get on well with the with the right the rest of the group but when she left it was actually it was two other girls as well it wasn't it was only mel b and jerry were the like two that were that she like knew properly um and then um she was supposed to be going to be billed as if they sticked with spice she would have been smart spice she was the only one at uni oh um what do we got here uh my favorite moment or element uh, I guess it would just... You know what I like? I do like the bit where it goes meta at the end, where they're yeah. explaining what's happening as it happens, and it's all of our bits kind of intersecting. I do think the documentary aspect is completely unnecessary, but I don't mind the pitch guys. I think it, yeah. I think that they were a better use. Um, let's talk about Grumbles. Grumbles. Ethan, start us off. This is a strange film. It's like Liam said... If you could t- it, like say what this is, there's four plots that are, f- I'd say, four different films. It feels like an overstretched SNL sketch because it just doesn't end. And I don't know where the punchline is supposed to be and what's supposed to be set up and what's just like some strange meta look what we are joke. Georgia. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. If they'd taken one or two of the storylines out and kind of focus more on what they were going to do, bringing them end at the meta universe the postmodernism then i'd have been more on board with it but i really enjoyed it anyway yep. um when the aliens came down and the <laughs> they were speaking in a gobbledygook language alien language and yet they seemed to understand it and i'm trying to struggle reading the subtitles and you know me reading subtitles i don't read that quickly and uh, so i was missing punchlines and stuff like that but it's the fact that they understood 
what they were saying. It's because they're the Spice Girls. They know everything. Oh, but just too much. Megs, too much. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Um, mine would be the pig, just because oh, okay. that was like really random. And I was just sat there going, why has he got a pig? Why is he bottle feeding the pig? Like... <laughs> Because you've not had the fluffy cat. Or at least, like you said, Liam, like change the animal each scene to yeah. make a joke of it. Yeah. As opposed to just, oh, suddenly he's got to pee. Hmm. All right. Uh, mine's going to be, uh, it really drags in the second half. And I think it's because they stopped singing in the second half. And they yeah. try to fill it with this origin story. And they fill it with, out in the th- they need to just be singing places. The film was fun when they were singing for a bit. And you have a sketch. And you sing for a bit. And you have a sketch. And I think that's what this film needed to be. I think that's the part of the, the hard day's night that's kind of missing from this. Is just find organic ways for them to be singing. They There's all sorts of things you could do. Yeah. A bit like in like in Greece. If they just going along and then sing yeah. a song. Treat it like, it's, treat it like it's, it's, musical, it's their own jukebox it? musical, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. There has been a yeah. jukebox Because musical. a lot of their songs just played in the background. Just find reasons yeah. to sing. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all. They mentioned my Marilyn Monroe. That was a secret to Marilyn Monroe say, uh, movie. Find organic reasons for her to sing. Yeah. Usually she was cast as a singer in a band. <laughs> that's how you got around it. So I think it was that. Not, not for any other reason than it means you have less. You can pick the best part of the sketches. Mm-hmm. And you don't, have to, you don't have to choose the bad ones anymore. No. Like the bit with the girls in the water, completely pointless. Yeah. Completely <laughs> pointless. So yeah. There's a lot of completely pointless in this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, even like it wasn't that good of a, but it wasn't that fun. And you know what I mean? song in there that wasn't even their song. No, it wasn't well. even their song. It was, it was a, bit like, a bit like when they get on top of the bus. Yeah. What, 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 pointless. Yep. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, anybody's best role ever. Well, none of the Spice Girls qualify. It's, it's no one's best role ever. Let's just call a spade a spade. What? No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> then that means that we're on to... I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Ethan, what you got? So, first up, we have Mel C. Is that ginger spice? We maybe no. should truncate no. this, because we have been running long. Mel C is yeah. sporty. Yeah. Some Mel C is sporty spice, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have sporty spice. It's a typical Ethan age game, where he doesn't know who he's, at, who he's throwing to. I know the names, not the nicknames. All right. 22. Mel C. 25. Am I guessing her age? Her age at the time of the movie. At the time of the film. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not now. Probably. Otherwise, she'd be like a fetus when she was doing this. Um, 23. 21. Megan is bang on the money. She's 23. Woo-hoo. Uh Then we have Emma Bunton, Baby Spice. 21. 19. 21. 22. Uh, Ian and George get that because she's 21. Mm. Uh, Mel B. Scary Spice. 25. 22. 4. 23. Georgia again, 22. Wow. Uh, and then our final Spice Girl, Victoria Beck. Oh, no, sorry. We have two. Jerry Halliwell. 25. Called Halliwell by some. Um, 27. 26. Mm, 24. Georgia's winning this. 25. Woohoo. Well wow, she's 25. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's Victoria. So much older. She, she, made she does a lot older. Us. Yeah. 20. Sorry, is this who we're doing? Uh, this is Victoria Beckham, Victoria. yeah. Okay. 23. 23. 24. Uh, Liam Ian with that one, 23. And then very uh, quickly, Richard E. Grant. Oh, he's really young in this. I can't remember. Who is he? He's the manager with the sideburns. Sideburns. Uh, 28. 32. 31. Uh, Liam, did you say 32? 
No, I said 38. I said 32. 30, oh, 38. You're the closest. He's 40. Whoa! Oh. you got to remember, Good with, on him. with Nail and I. He looks really old and Loki, so I, I should have gone yeah. something else there. Loki? Yeah. Yeah, he's a comic Loki. He's like yeah, old man Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, he sacrifices himself. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then finally, yeah. Alan Cumming. Alan, Alan Cumming's Cumming. the documentary guy. Yeah. 29. 32. 30. 33. 32. There we are. Yeah, well done. Georgia I'm... is tied with Ian. Oh, there we are. 3 3. Jeez. There we go. It was it was a very it was like the Spice Girls themselves. We spread that out. We did spread that out. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the critics. Critics. I mean, thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, three point six on IMDb. That's actually higher than I thought it would get. Thirty five percent higher for three point six on IMDb is just mm. whoa. That's criminal. This should be a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm there on Paddington too. Uh, <laughs> sure, I'm Paddington too. We have got. The good, the bad, and the ebs. Uh, yeah, Jamie Bernard from New York Daily News says, Spice World is a smart vehicle for the girls, a cheerful and occasionally witty self-parody that does for the Spices what Help and A Hard Day's Night did for the Beatles. Uh, then we've got Mark Savlov from the uh, Austin Chronicle who says, Unfortunately, long-time BBC director Spears can't seem to build up either any suspense or genuine hilarity along the way, making this one of the weaker semi-mockumentaries in a while. And finally, we have our good friend Roger Ebert, Ebs. who says, The Spice Girls are easier to tell apart than the Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that's a small consolation. What can you say about five women whose principal distinguishing characteristics is that they have different names? They occupy Spice World as if they were watching it. They're so detached they can't even successfully lip-sync their own songs. During a rehearsal scene... Their director tells them, with such truth that we may be hearing a secret message from the screenwriter, that was absolutely perfect without being actually any good. Spice World is obviously intended as a ripoff of The Hard Day's Night, which should give the which gave the Beatles to the movies. They should have ripped off more. Everything they could get their hands on. The movie is a day of the life of the music. Oh, sorry, it's just should stop there. There you okay. go. Excellent. He gave it half a star. I know you gave it half a star to Forrest. There we are. A uh, couple more critics here. Uh, oh, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, as Georgia looks up the uh, friends of the podcast. And I will say that I gave it the usual, is it a good film, great film, is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 44% call this a poor film. <laughs> but second place is great film with 22%. That makes sense. <laughs> before good, uh, before okay film and then good film. So definitely so one that divides. Quite secretly like I think it. there's a certain group of people People for whom this film means something. Now, I'm not going to sit here and call it a great film. I do wonder how many people who said poor film though actually haven't watched it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Yeah, uh, and also that three point whatever on IMDb. I think that's full of people who also haven't probably watched yeah. it necessarily. Georgia, what about? Uh, do we have any from our friends of the podcast? Yeah, we have two. Okay. We have one from Enz and Ian Davies, Making who it so. says, It's a cheesy, of-its-time cameo fest, and I still love it. It probably helps if you like their music, and I wonder if you didn't watch it when, when it came out, if you would like it. Mm. I didn't remember the TARDIS bus or half the people who pop up, but it was fun trying to spot everyone. It might not win any awards, but sometimes what you want, what you really, really want, <laughs> is just oh. a fun time watching a film. Absolutely. Well done. Because it, uh, I like that target, TARDIS bus has picked up again. Uh, excellent. Thank you, Anthony and Davies. And then who's the number two? Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. He says, this choice came totally out of left field for me. I'm actually still a little shocked not exactly being the right demographic i wasn't what you would call a big spice girls fan however i was pretty big 
I was a pretty big Emma Bunton fan and therefore showed some interest in the exploits of the group. I'm pretty sure that I've never seen this film in one sitting, just bits here and there. It's really good fun and that doesn't take itself too seriously. There is a bus, a manager, a stupendous amount of cameos. Some that haven't dated that well. I expect your review to be as fun as the film and hope you don't take yourselves too seriously. I thoroughly look forward to listening. Yeah, I don't think we have. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, so now it's time to see what our fledgling fandom, who I imagine were actually much more vocal than our friends of the podcast were. Uh, OG friend, uh, OG friend of us, Carlo says, never saw it. <laughs> My reaction to the whole Spice Girls phenomenon was a bit more removed from the U.S. Oh, hang on. I'm from Canada. It was, yes, it's not the U.K., but it wasn't, you guys weren't different to us, which is already a bit removed from the U.K. Sure, they were on the radio, but I wasn't a very big fan. Plus, the film didn't get very good reviews, so I never bothered with it. Uh, Griff from the Paul and Griff Show, quote, I can't believe this qualifies. Uh, th- <laughs> that's my opinion. And we talked about it for a bit. Uh, we've got, oh, do I have more here? Russell Osborne. I hope you don't think I'm rude or cheeky for saying this, but it does, doesn't warrant a full episode just because it got an anniversary. You missed some big ones last year, for instance. I think it's a reference to big. Uh, also, you already acknowledged at the end of last week's episode, the movie isn't even that good. Um, the Spice Girls were massive, but I hated their music, though, personally. Uh, FN Culture said, I heard they found the cure for deja vu. And then Sir <laughs> Gives a Damn says, honestly, it's not that bad. It's very much in the vein of Help on a Hard Day's Night, which are beloved bits of silliness. That's good. It's got charm and humor. And bad, it feels derivative. And whereas the Beatles movies were pop, were trendsetters, influencing 60s pop culture, like Batman and the Monkees, Spice World didn't have the same effect on the culture scene. It's harmless silliness, and there is a place for harmless silliness. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, everybody, for weighing in on that area there. I did reach out to the Spice Girls themselves and said, if you could describe this in one word, would you? And I really wish one of them had responded, but they didn't. So there we go. Um, so now what's left to do is go a uh, couple more critics. Fame singer Billie Eilish. <laughs> born in 2001. Has admitted in interviews that for a while, until 2017, she thought the Spice Girls were a fictional band made for this film, much like Spinal Tap in the film This is Spinal Tap. She was unaware they used to be a real band and a pop phenomenon of the late 90s. Uh, the movie is listed amongst the most 100 most enjoyable bad movies made in Golden Raspberry Award founder John Wilson's books, The Official Razzie's Music Guide. And finally, a few of the Spice Girls themselves admitted in the interviews the film wasn't very wasn't that good or strong, and they would have liked uh, a strong sorry not as good or as strong as they would have liked because they had a busy schedule and they would have carved out a short period two months to film it. However, now that they've stated that looking back, they're proud they made a film when they were in their prime. So if you like this film, I'm going to say this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> I'm going to throw that yeah. out there. Uh, I might even throw out some Monty Python if you're not, you know. A You've film changed your tune on that, haven't you? Well, I said. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. It's nothing like Monty it's Python. Sketch, that's it's the sketch, hottest it's take sketch, of a BFE member. Ma, ma, ma. I was amused at that. <laughs> no, I know. That's why I changed the voice. <laughs> sketch comedy. <laughs> Uh, all that stuff. So all the stuff now is for us to do our ratings, our ratings. What do you give it out of 10? Liam, let's start with you. Okay, believe it or not, I'd never seen this movie uh, back in the day, and I only watched it this week. Didn't know what to expect. Um, I knew that had a bad rating. I knew that um, the reviews weren't that great. I knew there was a lot of cameos, but I didn't realize how many cameos. And I was just enjoying this for the cameos, if nothing else. Couldn't really follow the storyline. There was really no storyline or plot or anything like that. But you know what? A bit like when me and Megan went to see the Spice Girls. They didn't sing that great, 
They, they surprised me. They're better than I thought they were going to be. Well, maybe yeah, a little <laughs> bit better, but they weren't great. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but you know what? The atmosphere was amazing. And I've been to a lot of concerts over the years, seen some really great people. But the atmosphere at that concert was just astounding. And you can see all these people that had grown up with the Spice Girls, how huge they were and the love they had for these for this group. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, again, echoing that, this film, not that great. But you know what? I had a thoroughly good fun time. And to see Meatloaf was amazing. So I'm going to give this, you can probably cringe at this, but I'm going to give this seven uh, posh dresses <laughs> out of ten. You're giving this the same rating you gave up in the air? Yep. Just oh, my God. <laughs> and I was going, oh, maybe I'm being too harsh with No, I don't feel harsh anymore. Wow. I really enjoyed it. Georgia, you're up. <laughs> I have no words. I'm just going to. This is a better film before than before I got before- You brought it to the podcast. I, 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 and I'd never seen it. I, I did. I just thought we were going to keep our objectivity about it when we did it. Georgia, you're up. <laughs> no, I, I hadn't seen it before. I watched it the other day for the first time. I wasn't really around for Spice Girl Mania. Um, I've kind of have had the backlash of it, but I really enjoyed it. My favourite part was probably the last like third when they start wrapping up all the different meta scenes and bringing it all together. And with the end credit scene, I really enjoyed it. Like that's my kind of humour though, is when films do that sort of thing. And oh my it. word! <laughs> <laughs> I'm having Ian. I'm, what have you done? I'm having Ethan. I'm having this moment like we did Paddington. They all started giving it tens. I'm literally in that place. It's not. No, it's not that. It isn't a cinematic masterpiece. It's not, but it is fun and it is silly and it is a good time. It is. Um, And I am going to give it six and a half people falling out of boats. (laughs) So half a mark worse than (laughs) that. Megan, Megan is our guest. What what, what are you going to do with... with, with uh, in case you haven't learned from from these guys, because they they might be confusing because of how they've given it ratings. Zero is bad and ten is good. Okay. Just, just so we're aware. No, I haven't read any previous films. In, so no, you haven't. So I, I can't no bring, I can't level. bring, I can't bring anything up However, to you. However, right? um, Megan, I don't, I don't think you can take this film too seriously. You can't. You're right. Um, and there's a lot of nostalgia there. If you grew up with Spice Girls, you know the songs. It's really, really random. Um, I'll give it six zigazigars. <laughs> and do you know what? There if you, you hadn't have made that big song and dance, Megan would have gave it a higher rating. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not. I'm not responsible for, for Megan's rating. With other films Megan, that uh, I put up in my top, whatever. Yes, she gets fun. it. She gets it. That's um, why we invited her on. She gets it. <laughs> it's not just a random number you pull out of a hat. You have to consider other films and where you've placed them. I did, and this is better than Spinal Tap. <laughs> I haven't seen that for years, so I can't. I can't tell. I you. think Ethan just went super silent. <laughs> <laughs> he did. It uh, is just Ethan, everywhere. I'm going to give you a chance to speak, and then I'm going to do my. I'm buddy. shaking. Um, yeah, this film is not made for me. I know I'm not its target audience. Despite that, objectivity is 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 going to be here. Um, I struggled with this film, so I don't care for it. I I didn't. I I chuckled at some stuff. Uh, Meatloaf was was funny, but bloody hell. I, I meta humor struggles for me at points, and this felt like an overabundance of "Hey, we know what we're doing, so that doesn't matter the quality." And I get it's fun, and it's a stupid, goofy time, but this still is not a good film. So for that, I'm going three and a half 
TARDIS buses out of ten. That three and a half is solely the music. Yeah, the um, title sequence was good. Ethan, yeah, I did not care. For you know, the title you know sequence. what? All the good meta stuff because I'm with E. It was had some meta stuff. All the good meta stuffs in the first half. Well, then there's the bit when they're going on the buses. Okay. Oh, this is a hard one to do because it's not a good movie. Like I said, overextended uh, SNL sketch. But it's fun. Oh, it's a moment in time. I've moved on this so much. Oh, I'm. It's definitely better than Howl's Moving Castle because I'm not angry at it. <laughs> it is better than Howl's Moving Castle. What's wrong with Howl's Moving Castle? Oh, because you, you have to unlock the you have to, the, the, the real meaning hidden behind book. a paywall or something. <laughs> oh, Howl's oh, Moving Castle is atrocious. Ian read didn't get the safety. Artistically, it's very oh, good. Okay. Visually, it's very appealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it makes no sense. Um, which is saying something. This made more sense than Howl's Moving Castle. So I'm gonna, am I going to half mark higher or a full mark higher? I'm going to go. It's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's a movie. I'm going to go five out of ten. Five assless <laughs> backup dancers. <out> <laughs> well, they, they had asses. They, they had asses. The trousers. <laughs> five um, backup dancers missing the asses out of their trousers out of ten. Very wordy. <laughs> But there we go. Uh, Georgia, I can only imagine what the voice of the people is in this one. I think it's closer to me and Ethan. I think it's south of me, but higher than Ethan is what I would guess. I mean, actually, it's me. Bang on six and a half. Six and a half? Whoa! Yeah. Anthony and Davies gave it eight. Uh, it See? does. It does. <laughs> ready for this? Someone's going to lose their mind out there. Go on. It makes it the lowest film we've done this year, but it does mean we've rated it higher than Scrooged. <laughs> Is he gonna see I didn't yet? like Scrooge. You put but these two I'll side by side. Scrooge is a stronger film. I will also agree with you that Scrooge is a stronger film than this. Is it higher than any of the Star Wars? Hang on, I'm done? looking and seeing. Would I watch Scrooge? Ready for this? this? I'd watch this again. Ready for this though, Ethan? The Patreon. Hey, it's the Patreon's fault. They rated Scrooge 4.66. They rated this six and a half. <laughs> so there we go. I, uh... So we <laughs> Ethan just died a little. We especially going to say something. I can't even. Move. I'm going to put a bow on this, like we've because we've run up the steps and hit 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 our concert at the right time here. We want to go ahead and thank Megs for stopping by and yeah, talking some Spice you, Girls Megs. with us. You did, you did really well. Yeah. Thanks really for well. having me. I know what to do now. If you I know what to get do. Invited back again. There you go. You will be fine. <laughs> Happy to have you back again. Absolutely. Yay. It was a good time. Uh, plus, how are you going to have five people to talk about Spice Girls? That just feels like that. Just like <laughs> that sure should have yeah. happened. So. Um, uh, outside of that, we also want to thank our Patreon backers, Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, James Guzman, Dwayne Smith, Katie McCray, Ethan Davies, <laughs> Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, The Yeetmeister, Nate the Great, Cheesy, Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Richard, and Ryan Kukets, and Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! <laughs> I was going to keep throwing his name for the rest of it. And now what we have to do is talk about what we are doing next week. Cue Georgia. Ooh. Georgia was not ready. I think... We're going through a couple of years ago. Maybe I don't know if it was last year or year before. We had our winter of discontent. We did. Yeah. This year we're kind of going through a winter of love. Aww. And so, as a result, there's a mission we're going to do this year. I've decided. Okay. And we're going to start with a film that doesn't take itself too seriously because there's, there's a trilogy we're going to do this Spice year. Spice Girls Two. No, no, no. <laughs> and we're going to start with. Sometimes in your spice world, you have to go ahead and make sure you don't have things stuck in a brain cloud. We're going to go ahead and see if we can throw something or someone into a volcano. Oh, my God. We're doing Joe versus the volcano next week. Wow. The first of the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks trilogy. I haven't seen this in years. Which we will tackle all three of over the next year. Cool. 
So that is a thing. So uh, Joe versus the Volcano, a film with two very different readings. And I'm very curious to see people's perspective because I think you're going to read it one way and I'm going to come at it with a completely different reading. And I'm curious to see what people right. think. I, this is, I think this is how Carl and I met. I think I, not, I told him to watch this movie. So there we go. I've only ever seen it once many, 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 many years ago. I watched, I rewatched it for the Tom Hanks Roundtable. Yeah. A year and a bit ago. So we're going to go ahead. I remember not that. liking it that much. We'll see. We'll we'll, see we'll, maybe across. I'll see, yeah. Joe versus the volcano as we begin our winter of love. There we are. Nice. Look forward to it. So, again, we want to go ahead and thank uh, Megan. Go ahead and throw your name in the walk down that we do in between, just just after Ethan, just follow the example he gives. Okay? Uh, okay. I'll point at you. You'll know what to do. Okay. You'll know what to do. You take direction well. Okay. There we are. Was <laughs> 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 oh, so, here we are. So please join us next week when we tackle the first of the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan trilogy, Joe versus the Volcano. Can't wait for the hate mail. I'm going to get on that one yeah, as well. Yeah, probably <laughs> For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. I've been Megan. And I've been Georgia. And if there's one thing we can take away from our film, it's not Georgia and Liam's overabundant grades for this. It's not even messages of girl power, friendship, and spicing up your life. If you're meeting someone for the first time, shake the hand. <laughs> Spice up your life. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. I see.